0: ready to take a ride grab your coffee and strap yourself in if you listen you can
1: hear god's
0: plan because the show is about to begin you're listening you're listening to the omega man radio network and i said before if you want to find a lot of demons go to church there you can be sure you'll find a bunch they're roosting all over god's people They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains. Attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order.
2: And it's that time again. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Welcome to the Omega Man Radio Network. If you missed our last broadcast earlier in the evening, what a program that was. We had uh, Denise Matthews, formerly known as Vanity. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of her movies. I did. And uh, Jesus Christ set her free. She's uh, preaching the Word of God today. And it was just a pleasure and honor to have her on the program. So uh, that show, like all others, are in the MP3 archives. All you've got to do is go to omegamanradio.com, click on the archive link at the top of the page, and uh, you can pull down all 120, 125, I've lost count, broadcasts that we've done since uh, June. You can also download them if you click on the RSS button. That's a little hint. Another easy way to do it is uh, just go over to iTunes, free subscription. Uh, do a search on Omegaman Radio, you'll find us. And then what you can do is you can have this content downloaded right to your MP3 player. Now, you know what? I'm ramping back up. I'm getting excited. The more and more shows we do, it's going to be back to two shows a day, God willing. Uh, We're getting really some favor. Uh, We're on WWCR Network now, 100,000 watts, going out across the United States Sunday. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Then we're on American Voice Radio Network, Sunday, 7 p.m. And I'm believing God that he's going to open the door. We're going to have a two-hour nightly program up on those networks before too long. And that's just to start, folks. I believe I have a vision for television. God has given us some great favor. We're casting out demons in Jesus' name over the airwaves of the Internet. We're coming to TV very soon. I proclaim it. Will you agree with me on that? Tonight, my special honor and pleasure to welcome Pastor Michael Theura of Hegewish Church in Highland, Indiana. Uh, for many of you, he needs no introduction. But for those that are new to deliverance, Hegelish was probably the the center of the universe <laughs> as it relates to deliverance. Um, God called a man. His name was Win Worley. Wrote more books on the subject of spiritual warfare than any other man I've ever met. I haven't met him, excuse me, that i ever known. Let me re- repeat that. And a host of Hell series. Over 50 booklets. 12 books, thousands of hours of audio and video. Even Derek Prince called him the bulldog of deliverance. Uh, They called him the general. Without a doubt, Wynn Worley had one of the most powerful deliverance ministries of all time. Praise God for Brother Worley. He went on home to be with the Lord in 93. And Pastor Michael Thierry, his son-in-law, was groomed to succeed him. And he's carrying on the torch of deliverance in Highland, Indiana. Uh, they have regular deliverance conferences there. And if you've never been to a deliverance conference, my goodness, you're missing a treat. I had a chance to go to Hegwish Conference number 92. I saw my first live mass deliverance there. In fact, I even got drafted in to go to hold down a guy's leg. We got to see action that night. People were set free by the power of Jesus Christ. And you know what? There is no distance when it comes to the the deliverance power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And the authority he has given us as deliver as believers. You know, he said, whatever you bind on earth, be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, be loosed in heaven. So those are the keys of the kingdom that he has given us as believers to do self-deliverance, not only self-deliverance, but to help others get delivered. Okay? And when you can't get the deliverance you need personally, you go to a deliverance church like hey, I wish believe me, you're going to walk out of there set free of demons in Jesus' name. And you know what? We found out that you can Pray for people, they get deliverance over the air. Again, there is no limitations when it comes to the, the delivering power of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, this whole program of Mega Man Radio is about the full gospel message. We'll be talking a little bit about that tonight. What is the full gospel message? Well, it's evangelism, it's uh, deliverance, and it's uh, miracle healing. And we also believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Uh, very few ministries out there are doing the full gospel, which is uh, it's sad, because one-third of Jesus' ministry has been discarded. Yet that's the one that we're going to need to survive the attack of the host of hell. And so this program tonight, Pastor Michael Thier, we're talking about uh, how to prevail against the host of hell. You know, before I start preaching, let me take another sip of my coffee. By the way, I'm drinking, uh, I believe it's Colombian Blend tonight. It's uh, Senseo Pod. Really good? Let's get Pastor Mike on the air. <laughs> Pastor Michael, how you doing, my brother?
3: Shannon, how in heaven are you, brother?
2: Brother, I'm blessed to have you on, my friend. This is a dream.
3: Well, I think I'm more blessed. I, I'd like to, first off, open up with prayer and then uh, just spend God. a minute with your audience uh, to tell them about somebody that I got a chance to know just a few months ago. Uh, But first, Father, thank you so much for this time that that we have to share and fellowship together. And Lord, because of the miracle of modern communication, we can talk over thousands of miles uh, in real time, Lord, uh, and bring help to people uh, that are in need. And Father, I ask that you would bless Shannon tonight and continue to bless him for all that he's doing. Father, bless all of our ears that are going to be hearing uh, this broadcast tonight. Father, give us wisdom knowledge, understanding, direction, discernment, discretion, so that we'll know how to go in and out, Father, in our lives as Christians, with those that you bring around us, with our families, uh, with those on our jobs, Father, and in our own personal relationship with you. And, Father, bind our feet to the path of righteousness tonight. Loose us from any path of destruction. And, Lord, uh, deliver us from the ungodly soul ties, mind ties, sex ties that we have with people, places, things, Lord, that are just getting in the way of our walk with you. Uh, and, Lord, let, let, this, let this broadcast, let everything that, that Shannon's been doing, bring and glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because it is for him, Father, that, that we do what we do uh, and for no other reason. And, Lord, just thank you so much for this, for this time together. We know it's late in the hour. How late, I don't know, Lord, but it seems to be pretty late. Uh, so help us all to uh, fine-tune ourselves. Or Lord, even if we need a, a major overhaul, uh, give us that major overhaul. O- make us, make us to be open to those things, Father, and uh, bless this uh, broadcast tonight, Father. We ask all these things in Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Yes, Father, thank you,
3: Jesus. Let me tell you something, brother. When I first heard about Bruce and then Bruce Lee and and the uh, email address, <laughs> I, I was real busy and. uh I thought, you know, I I just don't have time, and you pursued me, Shannon, and I every night, or every day, I should say. Uh, I am so grateful to the Lord because uh, you've been a Barnabas to me, and you've, you know, all the all the hopes and desires and and you know things that you want to do in a ministry or in your life, but you get bogged down by paperwork and. And, you know, the things of the world sometimes. And, and you came into my life at a time uh, that I needed to be jolted. Uh, and you, you were able to do just that. And, and I am so grateful uh, that the Lord brought you up here. I'm so grateful that you pursued me um, because I didn't spend maybe 15 or 20 minutes with you in the office that first day. And I thought, man, I like this guy. And I'll tell you what, brother, you, you've lit a torch that nobody else has lit that i that i'm aware of um getting the message out and i know that you've started to pay a price uh, for doing that but the rewards will be great in heaven so it's an honor to be on your on your program uh and i'd love to help you in whatever way i can um so just if you have any specific questions just shoot away i I thought i'd maybe just um visit tonight with you and, and the audience uh for those who don't know me uh and so they can get a chance to uh uh, to just listen in, and uh, but I'm sure you'll have some uh, interesting questions.
2: You know, uh, well, brother, brother, I uh, I give Jesus Christ the praise. Listen, I'm uh, I'm just a bond servant for Christ, and it's uh, it's a pleasure and honor to uh, be able to do something with the Lord. Uh, I kind of waited late in life to do it. I wish I had started 20 years ago, but uh, as I said in the last program, better late than never. Amen. And so, <laughs> you know, Christ Amen. takes Humpty Dumpty who fell off the wall and puts him back together again.
3: Yeah, and, and you know the Lord's not constrained by time. All, you know all that stuff that that we did earlier on in our life, or you know even as a Christian, you know when we could have been doing, you know, plowing corn for for the kingdom. Uh, he can make up all that. He just he just needs an open vessel and one that will be obedient, and and that's of course easier said than done. But um, you know, over the years, people have come to me, and they you know the ones that. The ones that compliment uh, have been very kind and very nice, uh, and they'll say things like, "Oh, you know, you're just the right man, and and you're this, and and you know, Shannon, I'm just like you. I'm just, I, I'm a nothing, nobody from nowhere. Uh, I, at this time, I have the position as pastor here at the church, and but I'm no different than the other brothers or, or sisters, so to speak, you know, in the church or even in the body of Christ. I, I think the only reason, well, I, I don't know." All the detail here, but I think one of the main reasons that I'm still here and I'm still, you know, doing what I'm doing, because I'm too dumb to go anywhere else. I I know what's behind me. It's just a big old devil, and it it wouldn't take me long to, uh, you know, to get away from the Lord, so to speak. And I know the devil would just, he'd just nail me. Uh, So maybe out of out of fear or, you know, out of uh, ignorance. You know, I I know what's behind me, so I just I just keep looking forward, brother. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm very blessed, and those of us in deliverance, uh, John Franklin and and John Gogan, I will tell you what, brother, you've been a real, you've been a Barnabas to me, and you have gotten the word out there. God bless you. you've been so good to me. I'm getting tired of it, brother. Let's <laughs> um, just, well, just keep get, going. You make
2: my head explode here pretty soon. Yeah, well, um, I just want
3: listen, let me take brother, sip of coffee. Thank you right so now. much.
2: Pastor Michael, um, you know, I did a a, kind of a calculation in my head. Now, folks, forgive me if I'm off uh, by uh, a few hundred thousand people, but I figure we have at least uh, 300 million Americans. And as I've been trying to search out uh, the deliverance ministers, Pastor Michael, I can't come up truthfully within more than about ten right now. uh, Oh, man, you're doing pretty good. (laughs) Maybe I'm being generous. Ten, ten, folks. Yeah. You do the calculations. Uh, I know that uh, there are millions and millions and millions, maybe billions of demons. (laughs) Uh, God have mercy. What has happened to the American church that um, we have forsaken one-third of Jesus Christ's ministry and there's very few out there that uh, are carrying the torch like you and Hegelish
3: are? You know, I think it's been what it always has been. You know, during times of our existence or of our christianity you know since calvary uh, and of course even before that but you know especially since calvary you know we we've seen revivals come and go and and you know god's people wake up and and you know god sovereignly is moving in their lives and and you know i mean everything is just great but wherever the lord moves the devil moves and we don't we don't really recognize that, you know, uh, for us, you know, out of sight, out of mind, uh, we don't see him, we see his results. And by the time we see his results, he's, you know, he's already moved somewhere else. Um, so, you know, he's always, you know, a few steps of the game ahead from us. And, you know, we've been so blessed in our country with, with, you know, just, just abundance of everything. And, and, and we've, you know, being in the end times and and you know knowing what the word of God says, you know we're we're the epitome of of those that are, are high-minded and heady and and proud and and you know today you know it's just so thick out there. There's there's such a uh, um, people are, are ungrateful for you know the things that the Lord has brought into their lives, and so many of our blessings have turned into curses, and the church has gone to sleep. Um, you know. I mean, God bless, I know a lot of godly men that, that uh, have gone through seminary and, you know, Bible college, and, uh, you know, praise God, I wish I could have done that. It was just something that that just didn't come into my life. And, you know, like John Gogan. You know, I, you know, when I get stumped yes. with stuff sometimes or whatever, I'm looking around, I, I'll call John, you know, because he, he knows a lot of the details, and you know, I just know how to say come out in Jesus' name. Um, but, you know, some of the other Bible stuff, Uh, You know, if I need to get into the nooks and crannies, he's a good guy to talk to. But for us as believers, just, you know, all all of us, you know, fellowship. We're all a bunch of fellows, and that includes the ladies in a ship. And uh, we've been put to sleep by our learned teachers. You know, I hear time and time again that uh, it's the lay pastors um, that, uh, that are the big problem in the church. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how can that be? You know, they're the ones with all the education, and look where the church is today. It's top heavy with programs that that don't bless the Lord. Uh, they have good hearts, and they're and you know they're doing. I don't, I don't want to say they're doing the best they can because I really don't know that, but you know I'd like to think that. Um, you know, and they're helping out. And, you know, and everybody needs help At today. Everybody's in need, and so they got stuff for the juniors and the seniors, and and you know the married and those that want to be married and those that don't want to be married. and uh, You know, and it takes money to run that stuff. Those aren't volunteers that do that. Those are staff people. And it gets top-heavy, and the Lord's not in it. And the only reason it works is because there's a man who's got a job behind the scenes there that makes it work or that he finds another job. So, you know, That's right. we need to gut what's going on in the churches, you know the waste, the the, the waste of everything. Um, you know some of these some of these churches today, and you know God bless the bulletins that are out there. But with a month or two of bulletins, we we, we could we could finance our church for a year. Amen. You know, and there's just you know it, the learned ones come out, and, and again with good hearts. And, and if any of if there's any pastors listening out there. Uh, and you've come out of Bible, uh, out of Bible college or, or out of seminary, I want you to know that, that I, I deeply, deeply respect pastors. I mean, I, I have such an awesome respect for pastors because of the one I had. And I saw all the, you know, the ebbs and flows and, and things that, that went on uh, in his life and with his life. Uh, but truth is truth, and when it comes to doctrine... When it comes to the things of the Lord, you know, see, pastors can't really be friends with the congregation. They, they can be friendly. And maybe in, in the congregation, people can be, they can be friends with the pastor. But, you know, the pastor has to be able to stop something, put his foot down, correct, you know, just exactly what Paul told Timothy. And you can't have friends and do that. That's right. They'll all be, they'll be you know, they'll all be gone. And the church has no teeth today. You know, you go to you go to counseling if they even offer it, um, or you know the gospel's so watered down because I mean, God forbid anybody leaves the churches today because hey, when the people walk out, guess what walks out with them? That's right, the money. You know, and so, and I'm not saying that, that pastors are intentionally doing this. I think they're trained. I think they're actually trained to come out as some, you know, maybe not all the Bible colleges and, of course, not all the seminaries. Um, but, you know, they, they get out and they think, okay, God, man, we got this good thing going. <laughs> and, and, you know, Shannon, God doesn't need us, you know, he uh, when Je- when Jesus said that uh, if the people didn't worship him, the rocks would cry out. He wasn't yeah. kidding. Jesus will roll rocks into our church that will cry out if we don't worship him. You know, where the scripture plainly and clearly teaches us that number one, without Jesus, we can't do anything. So it's not it's not me and Jesus. It's not you know like the bumper sticker. I I always. Uh, of, you know, stay either way in front or way behind uh, of those cars that have the bumper sticker where it says, God's my co-pilot? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's a bad place to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he better be the pilot or, or we're is. in trouble. That's right. So, you know, the, the church is just, it, it's abandoned its uh, it's former position. Uh, and, of course, you know, and we're responsible as human beings, you know. Well, one thing, I've I've been doing this now for 30 years. I can't believe I've been doing this for 30 years. Wow. And yes. the thing that, that, there's a few things that always, always catch me. And, and uh, uh, one of them is that um, I was just talking a minute ago about how, you know, people think that they're more than what they are. Uh, there's a pastor I heard one time who said, you know, we're not as cool as we all think we are. And that really stuck in my head because that is so true. I mean, you know, we're not only as, not as cool as we all think we are, we're horrible That's right. I mean, we're rebellious, we're stubborn, we're obstinate, and that's on our good days. And the demons take advantage of those things. And people are, you know, well, the demons are doing this and the demons are doing that. Well, rebuke them in Jesus' name. Yes. Tell them to shut up and move on. That's right. You know, know, we have the authority. We, you know, and we we walk by faith. Not by sight. And so, again, so many today, you know, oh, oh Lord, you know, I'm, wa- I'm waiting on you. I, you know, I'm waiting to see what you're, I'm waiting on, oh, Lord, I'm just waiting on And you know what God's saying? D- you know, don't wait on me. I've been waiting on you for years.
2: That's right, people.
3: You know, but the church has been put to sleep because only the staff can do things. I mean, God forbid. God forbid that, they, that the church opens up and starts to trust the people in the church. I mean, what would happen? Well, we'd probably have revival
2: amen you know
3: the, the, they're, they're they're trained that you know you got to be out by by noon or whatever time that is and you know god forbid you know the, the preacher goes over you know the time limit and and it's just a joke it's just a joke and let me and tell it, you it,
2: something the reason it, we're not seeing revival pastor michael is because satan and his host of have got people bound up and tied up and blinded absolutely and uh... If we could see people set free by the power of Jesus Christ, we would have a revival break out when people realize they've got some newfound freedom that they didn't even realize was possible. You know, you the know, Word says, yeah. Go ahead, brother.
0: No, no. Preacher. Go right ahead.
2: You know, the Word like says, uh, <laughs> My people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Folks, um,
3: we hey, are destroyed. Hey, Shannon? Yes, sir. But you know the second half of that verse, don't you? It's because God's people have rejected that. Yes. They have. You know, it's not like they got deceived. They did, but before they got deceived, they agreed to that deceive, to being deceived. And they have either a will to be deceived, uh, or they're just rebellious. You know. You
2: know, rebellion is the same as witchcraft, isn't it? Uh,
3: well, it's it's the same. Penalty wise, or God looks at it the same way. It's not. It's not on the. You know. It's not as. It's not as witchcraft. I mean, you know, they're two different things. But God deals with them. I mean, they're they're that sure. serious.
2: Sure. And you know, so you know, I, you know. I mean,
3: look at you know look at where you know we, the illegitimacy that we have today. You know, there's never been a time uh, in our great country uh, where there have been more people now today uh, that live together and that have children out of wedlock. And you know we've seen that you know in the short span of our lifetimes. Oh yeah. You know we've seen that just start to you know blossom all over the place, and I wonder why. You know why why did it end up like this? Well, because God puts penalties on sin in the Old Testament. Now we, we don't really know a lot about those things, or you know for the most part, you know because we don't you know we're not governed by that, and we don't suffer the consequences immediately. Uh, of, of the sin or the rebellion that's in our lives. But when God put a 400-year curse, a 10-generation curse, on illegitimacy, well, what he what he was telling his people were, this is important. You know, do not whore around. You know, do not have children out of wedlock. Because if you'll notice in the Old Testament, it seems that that the more severe... Uh, penalties for sin, were those that, you know, not only affected the person. Because when our sins just affect us, hey, you know, we get what we deserve almost. That's right. Okay? But many times, our rebellion affects other people. And that's wrong. I mean, that's Absolutely. Just, that's flat-out wrong. And, you know, and God, you know, in his wisdom, knew that the only way he could get his people to listen because we're all the same. You know, God talks to us, and 15 minutes later, you know, we're like, God, are you alive? <laughs> That's you know? right. I mean, well, we, you know, because we live in our body of death still, and, and, you know, we have to battle that flesh. But, you know, people, they they just, you know, they, oh, man, I could just go on and on about this. You know, stuff. people are
2: going into, uh, it's like going into uh, Iraq theater right now, and uh, they're blinded. They're sent out right into the... Yep. the midst of the battle, naked, blinded. They've got no bulletproof armor. They've got no uh, M16. And, uh, you know, you're not going to last two seconds, people. And that's the way it is. And, you know, as a Christian, if you don't understand uh, who the enemy is, how he can attack you, the reality of Satan, and what his goal is, to kill, steal, and destroy. And, you know, um, it's like people being sent to the slaughter, Pastor Michael. They don't preach this anymore. Um, they've thrown it out. If you even, you know, bring up the issue, of what about deliverance? You know, they say, well, I don't want to glorify Satan. I don't want to talk about him. You know, it's like burying the head of, of the ostrich in the sand. You know,
3: well, and that's even if they go that far. You know, uh, I think it was um, Barna uh, recently. You know, did a, did another survey, and uh, in the Born Again Church, it was like sixty percent. I may be wrong, but it's somewhere right around there, sixty uh, percent that. that they don't even believe that Satan's real. They just—they just think he's some kind of figment or some kind of you know figure of of, of evil. Brother, man, God, have man. mercy. I know. I mean, good golly, you know the problem today, Shannon, is that the preachers have no understanding of, of spiritual things, and they're—they're they're, just like you said. They're sending their people out. Naked, ignorant, and and they think that these these you know these nice cliches and, and, and you know extracurricular Bible classes you know are gonna are gonna hold back you know the effects of the enemy. Good golly, you know the devil he doesn't like it you know or the demons when people get saved. You know they've said that, but they've also said that they don't really care. Because as long as they, the demons, can still control the person, there's no jeopardy here.
1: That's you know, right. They
3: they they live very comfortably, uh, you know, in the houses we give them. You know, we drag them to church. We you know we drag them all over the place, and they don't care. You know, they know where they're going in a few years, and and you know, so they're going to live it out as best as, as they can. And, and and I mean, Shannon, I mean, can you believe it? I, I just it just irks me that that you know it, it's like moms and dads. That, uh, you know, they're raising their children, and of course, one of the first things that you teach your children is that, uh, you know, when you're going to cross the street, you you gotta look both ways. Yes. I mean, it's just common sense, okay? Well, the church is saying, listen, when you just don't, uh, you know, when you, uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase, um, don't cross the street and they stop. And the child's gonna be standing there going, well, why not? Right in the middle of the road. (laughs) Yeah, and, and if they're not taught to look both ways, you know, what's gonna, what are they going to do? They're going to get run over. See, the, the church doesn't have any problem mentioning sin, but not yours or mine. And the church doesn't have any problem letting people know that, that uh, you know, smoking is wrong. But, you know, to a lot of people, smoking isn't wrong. See, there's a huge difference between right and wrong, yes. and good and bad. And the church says it's bad to do this. You know, it, you know, it, it's bad to drink alcohol. Well, why? Do they have? Does the church have any idea why it's bad to drink alcohol? I know I got people listening now. Because,
2: Preach it, brother. Well,
3: well, when we when we compromise ourselves in in these ways, you know, uh, first off. You know, you can quote all the all the uh, um, little bit of wine that w- there was grape juice uh, that uh, Timothy had um, for his stomach's sake. Paul was just telling him, you know, he was a nervous boy. And he says, well, take, you know, take some grape juice. And, and, and even to this day, grape juice is very therapeutic, you know, for uh, for stomach. And, and actually, you know, it, it's high in antioxidants and, you know, all that other stuff. So, you sure. know, obviously... Obviously you know Paul knew what was going on, but you know I think it's over in Revelation five somewhere right around there uh, we're all now kings and priests, you know we're we're ambassadors, this isn't our home anymore if if you're born again uh, and so we're we're ambassadors um and sojourners we're ambassadors here on earth, and we're sojourning to heaven, and so we're we're told. You know that even though we look through the glass darkly now, you know we don't get a chance to see all the glory that's coming. But when we when we do, we're going to be just like Jesus now, not like the word faith teaches. But we're Jesus is going to anoint us and clean us up, and and you know you'll never be able to sin in heaven. And, and isn't that great? it's but, God! But, yes. What, what happens here is that you know the church.
2: I tell you what's happened is the church has lost its, uh, its savor, folks. I mean, uh, what happens when the salt loses its flavor? You know, it's, it's worthless. Uh, it's not good for anything. What do you do? You throw it out. And uh, unfortunately, you cannot tell um, most Christians that go to church from the world. Okay, they, they may go to church for an hour, but then they'll leave and uh, go out and just merge right back in the world. You can't tell them differently. Uh, you know. Some of them, they still curse. They still do the same worldly things. And uh, you know, folks, we're supposed to be setting an example. We're supposed to be able to see the joy. People are supposed to be able to see the joy of Jesus Christ in us. They're supposed to be able to see a difference in us. Um, And uh, at that, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Special guest tonight, Pastor Michael Thier of Hegelish. Uh, We're going to take a uh, quick break, and then we're going to be back on with uh, Pastor Michael. Also, tell your friends, we're going to be doing a mass deliverance tonight in the uh, second portion of the program. So uh, you do not want to miss that. Stand by. We'll be back right after this song. All right, Ed, we're back. Uh, This is Mega Man Radio Network. This is a live program. I want to appreciate uh, everyone for joining in tonight. Uh, We are going to be doing a mass deliverance in the second portion of the program, so you want to be sure and pass the word around. Uh, Let's get Pastor Mike back on the line. Pastor Michael.
3: Hey, you don't believe that story you played, you know, on the intro, do you? (laughs) That's just a story, brother.
2: (laughs) I tell you the truth, how that came about. I had a brother say, uh, he said, brother, he said, the Lord gave me a word for you. And I said, well, let me have it. He said, go read Numbers 33, 50 to 57. So I started to read it. And it's, it talks about going into the land and uh, driving out the inhabitants yeah. from the land. And if you don't do it, there will be a thorn in your side, uh, a prick in yeah, your but, eye. Yeah, but, brother,
3: that, that, that was written a long time ago. and They won't be thorns. They'll be, they'll be like, like sponges being thrown at you.
2: Oh, yeah, Right.
3: Because and, you know we got we got Calvary behind us and and you know everything's fine now. I mean, just look in the mirror and you know uh, everything's fine and and you know you, you just you, you can't take all that stuff so so literally. Okay, just trying to help I know, you out, I,
2: right? I, I guess I should have just said the Lord's prayer uh, for about thirty seconds and then went back to you know living like the world.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the one that you know, Lord, uh, lay me down to sleep to help me get in the morning to eat. Amen. I think that's a good one. <laughs> Good Lord, you know, Good I, or, or you should, you know, get a get a um, get a recording of the choir in your church, uh, and uh, you know, because you know, well, I tell you what, Satan just hates those choirs, and uh, and you know, just play that uh, at night, and and you'll never have another problem in the world.
2: <laughs> I wish you that were that easy.
3: <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be uh, nice?
2: You know, let's talk about the reality of uh, the attacks of the enemy. Is deliverance optional? Ha. <laughs>
3: No, you know, you know, uh, how can you... Go ahead. Just
2: because we don't uh, believe in the devil, does that mean uh, we're going to be all right and he's not going to bother us?
3: I'll, I'll tell you, Shannon. We're seeing it come to pass today. You know, it, it was one thing, you know, here in the church many years ago. You know, years ago when Pastor Wurley would say, uh, you know, beware of the day when deliverance becomes popular. Well, I just I used to just, you know, chuckle within myself and think... Well, you know, hell will be at 30, 31 degrees um, because, you know, everybody in that day hated deliverance and, and, you know, they just didn't want anything to do with it. So it was never a thought that it was going to get popular, but it got popular today because if the devil can't beat you, he'll join you. Yes. And, you know, he's got a lot of friends, so to speak, you know, in a lot of churches. And, you know, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, with what what we're talking about now, you know, if you don't teach your children to look both ways when they cross the street, they're going to get hit by a car. When when you tell your child, don't touch the stove, you also tell them, why? why? why you know, should you just leave it? Because if you just tell him don't touch the stove, he, he's, he's going to touch that stove. Now, right. he, of course, might, he may do that anyway, but, you know, we're trying to teach our children to not be like us, be better than us. So if you just, if the church says, you know, it's, it's bad to drink alcohol. Well, the guy who likes to drink alcohol is sitting there saying, well, I don't think it's so bad. But the scripture says that, that you fragment your soul. That's right. You, you, you compromise, you know, the very second that you put, you know, the spirit's, isn't that an ironic name too? You know, into your mouth. Yes. Y- your blood vessels just—they just, cramp. They clamp down. They're trying to stop the alcohol because it's poison. You know, and, and just because they wrap up this poison today, you know, in in different types of juices and and you know, so they can get the ladies in on it and 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 some of the you know, some you know the men that like that kind of stuff. It doesn't change what it is. And I know, you know, people are screaming at the radio and, and, you know, that I don't understand. And listen, I'm not judging you. You know, if you want to drink, that's between you and the Lord. Uh, You know, or, you know, if you can live with your demons, they're not bothering me. Um, But all of us are going to have to face one day these decisions and choices that we make. And, you know, we think that we're God's, Special pets, or you know oh America's so great and and you know this is the promised land you know some are, some are teaching and and i mean it's it's such a mess out there shannon listen god's upset he he's not upset with us because we're born again he he may be i don't know if the word would be disappointed, you know he loves us um but he, you know he loves us so much that the things that we're doing and allowing. You know, are really becoming a stench in the nostrils of God. Amen. And, and no matter who we are that's, that's listening, uh, in my ears too, none of us are different from one another. In fact, Paul, Paul plainly tells us that in 1 Corinthians. He says, he says, what makes you to differ one with another? And, and what do you have that wasn't given to you? See, we're all the same. You know, we're all a mess. And if it weren't for Jesus, you know, we wouldn't even be talking right now. Amen. And, and and God's got no, He's got no special pets. He, had, you know, in school, you know, the teacher, there was a teacher's pet. God doesn't have any. Everybody's equal. There, there's no race. There, you know, uh, there, really there's male and female, um, but only in the sense of responsibility. Other than that, once again, Paul deals with that. There is no, no more, no more male nor female. We're all one in Christ. No, and there's not anybody who's better than another one. You know, whoever the, uh, uh, for, for lack of a better term, you know, the worst sinner that's listening right now to the best sinner or the, you know, the best Christian, God doesn't differentiate in his love for us uh, and in the way he deals with us. You know, and just because somebody's a little nicer or, or they think that, they of course, you know, or, or they, th- you know, they think they're, they're more spiritual, that, you know, God turns a blind eye. To stu- he doesn't. You know, the Scripture tells us clearly that, that judgment is not always uh, passed very quickly in our lives. But don't think that it's not going to.
2: Amen. Whatever because man he, soweth, that shall he, he reap, correct?
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, God wasn't kidding. So, you know, we, we need to wake up as Christians. You know, I, like in the church here. I, you know, I am no better than anybody else in the church. I may be the pastor, and that's the position that I have right now. But, you know, on the level of a Christian, I, I'm on the same level as everybody else is. And first off, that you know, that's you know, over in Revelation 2, Jesus said, I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Well, well one, one day when I was reading over it, that, that struck me. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, because when the Lord said you hate something, I, I thought, well, it must be pretty important. So I tried to I tried to you know look up the word and you can't really find it because it's not uh, it's not indicative to the Greek it's uh, if I remember it was a long time ago Latin and uh, and something else it's two words but it means the control that the leadership has over the laity and you know again that's why deliverance isn't in the church because you know what do you think the elders and deacons are gonna actually get on the floor and and you mess up their suits and their ties, and, and you know, hey. You know, Brother, the I truth got... is,
2: if <laughs> if deliverance were to break out, probably uh, 11 of the 12, maybe all 12 would be on the floor uh, yeah. getting deliverance. And,
3: yeah.
2: You know, God's not in to respect your purses, nor is are demons, folks. Uh, they'll yeah. jump in you if they've got a legal right to come in, and believe me, Satan is a legal expert, and yeah. if we open the doorway, he will be more than happy to jump on in. <laughs>
3: Shannon, let's let, let's let's also real quick here before we go any further. Um, I want to. I know that uh, on occasion um, you've got uh, those that, that are, they call themselves Satanists. You know, I mean they. You know, they may be. They may not be. It really doesn't matter. Um, but I, brothers and sisters that are listening, listen. You have authority over these guys, um, if they even are what they are. You know, there, there's so much disinformation. To, there's so many people out there that, that say there's something, and they're not. Uh, but God still gives us protection over these things. And, and yes. you know, what? I'm, I'm, you know, this person's throwing curses at me. Well, break them off of yourself. Man. Or, you know, here, here's a novel idea. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would protect me today from yes. any and all curses that may be coming against me. Yes. And then, brothers and sisters, walk it out in faith. Don't don't sit back and and do as many, even in the deliverance ministry. Do they they whine about you know these people that are praying against them? Well, listen. Do you have any faith in your prayers? Because if you don't have enough faith in your prayers to protect you from a demon, good golly! I mean, you know, are we ever, you know is the Lord ever going to be able to take us anywhere? And and you know we can't on one hand say. Lord, I pray today that you would protect me. And then on the other hand, complain because one cancels out the other. Well, now, the scripture says that the curse causeless shall not come. The problem with that is that we give the curses a lot of causes. Because we have no idea of the witchcraft that's in the church.
1: That's right. We have
3: no, we have no idea of, of the, the level of, of ignorance that we've got going on in our lives. You know why? Because nobody's telling us. Amen. You know,
2: ignorance is not bliss in this hour. Pastor oh man!
3: Michael. Why aren't the preachers killed, speaking up? You know, why aren't the big ministries that that have gazillions of dollars and, and you know radio shows and TV shows that not, that not only blanket the country, they blanket the world, and you'd never know there was a problem going on. Broden says, let me tell you something about, about your adversary. With as beautiful as he was in heaven, and he, yes. was, he, you know, he was, he was the covering, he was the glory, the, the, the music, so to speak, the, the, the worship over the throne of God. He, he, he wasn't sitting there with a banjo on his knee. He was the, you know, it, this emanated from him. And, and the scripture is very clear. He was beautiful. Uh, and, he, you know, he was the sum of all things uh, until sin was found in him. Yes. And with as beautiful as he was then, he is that ugly now. Amen. And, and, you know, he doesn't want you just dead. He wants you to hurt before you die. He wants you to be in an institution. He wants you to be on drugs. He wants to destroy your family in front of your eyes and make you suffer just as much as you can before you die. That's who you're facing. And, and, and there's, there's, there's no repentance for him. He, he's habitual. You know, he is, he is exactly what the scriptures say he is. He's That's not right. going to change, you know, according to some other false denominations out there. You know, he's not, God's not going to reconcile him back to heaven. He, he's going no. to get his, his just desserts. But you have authority over this guy. And, and by the time you see him operating in your life, which is a manifestation of something wrong, he's already moved on into another area. That's right. And, and you know because we 're not rebuking him before the you know before something happens, you know maybe a lot of things wouldn 't even happen <gasps> what a thought that 's right you know, I mean thank God I mean, what did God do a hundred years ago uh, before these great minds uh, came on the scene today to you know to tell us that that you know it's it 's all about psychotherapy or you know it 's all about you know what your parents did to you while there is. A hint, or, or maybe even more of a hint, sometimes of truth in that. It doesn't negate the scriptures where Jesus told uh, the story. Came to Jesus about uh, uh, um, it was Pilate, I believe, who, who was mingling the blood of the Galileans. He was, he was doing some kind of witchcraft. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty bizarre thing, and and they came to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to do something about it. And you know what he did? He said, "Well, except if you don't repent, you know, if you repent, if you don't repent, you shall also likewise perish." Huh? Wow. Well, I thought I thought you were going to deal with the problem, Lord. Yeah, the problem's us. That's right. The problem is the problem, brothers and sisters, is you and me. We just we because we gotten everything, and, and our lives, you know, I know our lives may be messed up, but we whine and complain, and if you go over the light socket right now, over to the light switch on the wall, and and flip it up or down, you know what's going to happen? It's going to work. And if you put your keys in your car to start it up, you know what's going to happen? It's going to start up. And everything's That's okay, right. because everything's always been okay. But spiritually speaking, you know, because we know a lot about, you know, well, you know, if you're a doctor, you know a lot about you know physiology and the physical effects of the body, and and you know you can even you know with as, with as much as I, it's not that I don't like psychology because psychology is is really just the study of the soul. Uh, it's the psych, it's some types of psychotherapy because I mean some people need to be talked. It's cathartic to talk sometimes, um, but the one area that we don't know anything of is the spiritual side. And over over in First Thessalonians five. Paul tells us that we're body, soul, and spirit, and the spirit has a need. Amen. And it's always it's always crying for you know to, to have it being fed the right way, and you know we just ignore it, and so Satan comes along and and, and he fills it up, and, and we have to become knowledgeable of these things. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're entering into dire, desperate days. And you know we, we've got we've got people that we've offended. We've got people that you know that, that we've gossiped about. You know we, we got people that we hate, brothers and sisters. How can you hate somebody as a Christian? Well, where in the Word of God does it allow us to do that? And we hate people, uh, and, and we're we're so wrapped up in ourselves. You know, over um, uh, brothers and sisters, over in. Um, I believe it's Second Peter. Let me, let me grab my sword here. Um, Peter tells us that uh, you know we need to add to our faith. See, God gives us that measure of faith. <laughs> That's the only reason why we have faith, because he's given us a little portion of it for us to be able to believe so we can ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. But after that, it's up to us. And, and Peter says, you know, we add to our faith virtue. And I still can't. Where's my sword? <laughs> and oh, there. Uh, just a lot of paperwork here. Um, and we add to our our uh, virtue. I believe knowledge. After that, and then after knowledge, uh, uh, brotherly kindness. Yeah, uh, you know, and it keeps going up. And then it says, you know, and then we add to that love. And and we need to do that because the next verse, I think it's verse nine, says that that those that lack those things. Are blind. Well, it says that if we have those things, it will make us to neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Well, that's cool. But the next verse says, he that lacks these things is is, um, is blind, the King James says, and can't see afar off. In the Greek, it says that you can't see past yourself. And today we are all wrapped up in ourselves, and we have these pity parties all the time. Oh, Oh, this is just so bad. This is just so bad. And and, and you know, if you make thirty thousand dollars a year, you're you're way above. I mean, you're in the top one one hundred of percentage of the richest person in the world.
2: That's the right. The rest of the
3: world gets paid at two dollars a day.
0: God have us. And, and we're That's just
3: proof. whining and complaining, and, and our our blessings uh, have been turned into curses by us. We need That's to right. repent. We need to get knowledgeable of these things because, again, if our churches aren't telling us that the stove's hot and we're going to get burned, if, we, if we're just being told that it's bad, we, we don't know. And the, and the churches are, are deathly silent uh, on, on things that the devil uh, can... I mean, this guy is real. I, I'll tell you, brothers and sisters... I have such a respect for the devil i didn 't say reverence. I said respect because he he can orchestrate he can do just about you know there's there, today we 're still struggling with can a Christian be inside of a demon you 've got to be kidding me why don 't you look why 't we just look in the mirror amen and be honest and be honest with ourselves about about the wretchedness. That we have in our lives, and then and then level that out, and, and see if it equals out to you know. Can a demon, you know, be be in the life of a believer? Well, you know, uh, In Romans Absolutely. six sixteen, a Christian can have anything they want. Paul That's says right. that you know, to whomsoever you give yourselves over, servants to obey, his servants you are to who you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. It's up to us. Amen. We, we can we can have the curses, or we don't have to have the curses. But if the church isn't telling us of our pastors, and they're, and they're good men, well, let me rephrase that. You know, they, they, they seem to want to, you know, help out, but, you know, you can't put lipstick on a pig. And, and I called right. that way before <laughs> one of these politicians. You know, I mean, you can't put a dress on a pig. A pig is a pig. You know, and, and when you drink alcohol, I'm sorry, when, when, you, when you commit adultery, because I know nobody does that, but when you oh, commit no. adultery... <laughs> See the church will tell you, you know it's bad to do that. But you know, do You know well, how I don't I know about honest? that.
2: Some churches say, "Well, you know what? Go ahead and ha- go ahead and uh, find you another wife because uh, the one you, you married know, to I, wasn't God's I'm will for you." I'm telling
3: <laughs> you, A- Amen, Amen. Or, 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 they, you know, listen. Or they sin in their silence. They don't say anything. But you know, so, so, but why, why do we need to stay away from from adultery? I mean, because you know, hey. It actually feels good. I've never done it, um, but you know it's, it's got to feel good. That's why people would do it. So that's not that's not bad. That's actually maybe good. Why
2: do you want to stay away from it? Because, uh, folks, if you lay with someone outside the marriage bed, you can pick up a sexually transmitted disease. You can also pick huh. up
3: sexually transmitted demons. Amen. O- over in Proverbs, Shannon, it says that he that he that um, um, commits adultery with a woman uh, in the Greek it says he blows up his own soul wow. I think the King James says he destroys his own God soul have
2: mercy well wow.
3: a wound uh, the second half of the verse uh, a wound and a dis- and a dishonor he 's going to get brothers and sisters that 's why we don 't do it because you 're going to blow up your soul, and when you blow up your soul you 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 're not yourself anymore. You're, cheese. You're, you're, you're all <laughs> over the place, you know. You you can't figure out why this isn't working, while that's not working, and, and you know, I mean, you, you can't remember anything anymore, and and but your your soul's all fragmented because of different sins, but but God says that that you know we're not supposed to to commit adultery because it's wrong, not because it's bad, it's wrong, and until we're told, until we know, you know sin is not that that big of a deal when it's every, when it's somebody else's and when do you hear teachings today of the church saying deal with your sin not not the one of the person sitting in front of you or behind you that's right you know but if you make people feel uncomfortable in the church they're going to go somewhere else what a sad what a sad sad time we're in
2: brother it's sad uh, but you know i, I believe that many uh, that call themselves pastors were not called by God in the first place. Uh, um, you know, yeah. they decided that was a good idea at the time. You know, um, maybe I can build and have a big organization, and then I get uh, you know the fringe benefits, uh, large salary, and huh. I might even get my <laughs> Lear jet. And
3: well, you know, you know. And, and the thing is, the thing is, Shans, a lot of them do. You know, it's 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 really ironic because. Uh, I was looking in a little little magazine for some things that we need to get in the churches. It's a church magazine, and uh, they had um, pre-printed um, offering cards, and you know it was for you know Pastor Appreciation Day, and um, you know there were there were several of them in there. Well, first off, all that stuff's illegal. You know, I mean the pastors do it, and the IRS knows it. Um, you know, if you're a pastor, uh, you know that uh, you don't you don't pay FICA, you don't pay unemployment taxes, uh, and the reason you don't pay them is because there's no provision to pay them. The IRS, they told me flat out. I I asked them why I can't you know just join in and, and do that, and they told me there was no provision for it. And I said, well, why is that? And they said, well, because you get all that money on the side. Oh. I don't get any money on the side. You know, there are a lot of pastors who don't get, you know, money on the side. And, you know, those are all open doors, you know, for the government to come in to the church, you know, and find fault with it. Amen. We just, we're just, you know, when when Paul was going to Thessalonica, he said, you know, brothers, I've been trying to come to you many times, but Satan's been hindering me. You look at us yes. in the Greek. Look it up in the Greek. It says it says that Satan was distracting him, or he yes. was, or he was. Uh, what's the other? Word? He was distracting him, or he was detaining. It means to distract or detain. Our thoughts get detained in an area, and and you know, because we're, again, we're fragmented, or maybe we have, um, um, you know, the the wandering spirit, the uh, curse of the vagabond. Oh uh, You know, yes. whatever. Maybe we're just plumb lazy. Oh, now there's a thought. <laughs> Wow, that's that, true too, that, brother. Can't, that can't be. That must, that must be in the churches overseas, Shannon. <laughs> know, that's where all the demons are.
2: Well, you know no? that's that's what pre- people believe.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah it is. If they
2: believe it at all, you know, uh, you know, they always say the the greatest coup Satan ever pulled was to convince man that he doesn't exist. Well, a modern version is uh, the greatest thing he's ever done to the Christian church is to convince a Christian that he cannot have a demon. So, you know, they're totally oblivious to. Um, Who's taking pot shots at him?
3: Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I love I love those just associated like this when I'm talking <laughs> to somebody. You know, I, I tell them that you know, first off, you know, we've got to understand that we're body, soul, and spirit, and then we have to understand that it's our spirit that gets saved, not not our not our soul, not oh. our body. Okay. You know, and over over in First Peter where it says that uh, where Peter's talking about faith and and as we exercise it, uh, Peter says, you know, we in the King James we receive the end, the sum of our faith, is the salvation of our souls. And so a lot of people feel Amen. that the soul can be saved. But if you look that word up in the Greek, it's not used very often in, in the way it's used over there. Um, our, the word for salvation, for our eternal security, um, comes from a Greek word, sozo. Um, but that word uh, over over in Peter... Uh, is the word Soteria? It comes from Sozo, but it means God's present power to deliver. See, not not just we're going to get it on the other side; that we can have it now. Look it up. Amen. I mean, we can we can have God's power working in our lives. Not 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 this phony, blony waving of the coat or you know blowing garlic breath on somebody and they fall over. <laughs> we're, we're you know Amen. we're talking about the power of God, and and that's a big deal. You know, you can't stick your finger in a light socket and not know that you, you know, you you've gotten a hold of something. You know, when, when God breaks into our lives, sometimes it's a big deal. And, and, That's right. And, and once again, you know, the the churches are just woefully ignorant on on teaching these things, and and you know, because for whatever thousand reasons that are out there. But I'll tell you what, brothers and sisters, we need people in the battle. We don't need Amen. people who just get prayer. And, and don't then help out because, you know, what Shannon was, was talking about earlier in the show when he first opened up, you know, if you pray for people, you'll not only get deliverance, God will bless you for that. Amen. The Scripture, the scripture plainly teaches us that we give so that we can receive. We don't receive to have, we give to have. It's the exact opposite of what the world, of what the world says and 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 because that's where our blessing comes from, and so if we give our time, you know, if we give ourselves to pray for somebody, then God will deliver us also of the things that are going on in our lives and, and you know it's just it's it, it's sad to the point of I almost cry sometimes uh, talking to people at our conferences, and they're saying, you know oh, how you know how you get free and and you know because you know they're looking for the shortcut some of them are, uh, or they're looking, you know, if they can just round the corner a little bit, because, you know, they live 800 miles from the church, and uh, it's a little bit, of you know, to travel there, and, and I just sadly have to tell them that it, you need deliverance. Yes. And, and, I, and I'm very sorry that you live so far away from somebody who who can pray for you, but that's not God's problem, or I should say, that's not God's fault. All the churches are supposed to be doing deliverance. Amen. You know, we call it a ministry. It's not a ministry. It it's it, it's a do it. You know? It's part it's part of our salvation. It's a great commission, my friends. It, it's just it's all over the place and, and you know, it's like when we when we finally see it, it's like, wow, where was it all this time? It's a thing called deception.
2: He's got uh, Satan has got the men's eyes blinded, their minds uh held captive. And yeah. um you know, when you get um, the the reality, folks, you can be um, set free. You know, you live. You can live um, better than you've ever lived before. You know, you can actually get out there and do something. Um, but, you know, the, the modern church model, Pastor Michael, is uh, let's build a monstrosity of a church. Let me uh, so call the ministry by else. my name, my first yep. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, I want you to come in and um, come into church. We'll take up a couple offerings. I want you to be here every time the door is open. And uh basically what they'll do is they'll keep people in Pampers uh on bottles. Their whole milk. life. Their, Their whole, whole life. life, brother. Cradle to grave. Whereas we were called, folks, to get into the meat of the word and then go out and uh start plucking people out of the
3: ditch. Yeah, you know, get off your do nothing and do something. Amen. Every you know, other people are. And, and brothers and sisters, I'm not mad or anything, but Good golly, you know you got you got one percent doing ninety nine percent of the work, you know we need well, to get involved in the ministry you know, we need we need to you know not just get prayer to get help, but yeah. then what does Jesus say? Go and do thou likewise, amen, you know because if you think it's tough on you, you ought to be in the battle and you 're doing ninety nine percent of the work that everybody else should be doing it's really tough on us it's tiring you know we have jobs like everybody else, or you know hopefully, and our time is precious and yes but you know some the lord's delivered us or he's helped us, and so you know we then reciprocate that you know by praying for people but oh good but you know again it it, it really it just shows us how late we are uh in the hour because um you know, how would we even know that we're in the end times? You know, has anybody has anybody heard about the you know the villages in in, in um oh um, uh, where is that just just north of the equator there in Africa over in the Amazon or, area? <laughs> no, it, it's, it's getting there, but um it, this just happened this just happened a few months ago. Um oh Nigeria, uh where oh. where where you know the islamic overflow uh just they're they're going into these villages and they just wipe everybody out oh that's right they just kill everybody they God, you that know works. They've, they've they've had their chance to repent according to you know according to them and now it's time you know cuz they're taking over and uh and so they just wipe them out well, you know, you're...
2: About that? man um that's that's horrible I, I mean
3: Shannon, i actually know that you I think, you know, um, I, don't, I was reading, so I thought but you, true. Know, you knew. You know, yeah, it's very true. But nobody's telling us these things. The church isn't telling us these things. You know, I, there are people out there that want to hurt us. You know, there's no more fence-sitting. You know, there's no more, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, well, you know, that's okay. That's just not for me. They either hate you or, or, or they understand. It, and and it's going to get nothing but worse. And let me let those preterists that are out there, listen. You guys, you guys need to re, re re look at the Bible because it's not saying what you what you're saying that it's saying. And and Amen. for all you word faces that are out there, uh, or those that are are kingdom builders, you know Jesus said, "My kingdom's not of this world." That's so right. Why are you build Why are you building it then?
2: Well, I heard one uh, big televangelist, Pastor Michael, say, uh, "You know what? I don't want to wait till I get to heaven to get
3: my reward. I want it now." Oh, he was talking about gold. God, well, I don't want to wait Marsden. for it. To, to, he wants it now. Well, you, you greedy grub. You know, I mean, well, what kind of heart does does that does that show people? Well, I mean, he clearly doesn't it, know
2: the word. It says we're not to store up treasure here on earth. Yeah. Where the the moth can eat it, and the thief can steal it, and the rust can corrupt it. You put your treasure in heaven, because where your ward is, you know, where your heart is, that's where your ward it's, is,
3: right? Yeah, hello. Uh, but you know something? Yeah. Everybody's asleep. You know, I've got, got this picture in my office of this big, ugly, just monstrosity trying to sneak through the window, like the back window of a house at night. Wow. And... uh and there's a dog standing there watching him, or you know standing on all fours, watching him. and the dog's thinking to himself, "I think I'm going to pass on my usual barking frenzy tonight." And the goodness. church, The church has just the devil's out there. He's out there big, he, and you know, he's more like a puffer fish. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things he can't do. Uh, even though, you know, his his words aren't enough to to scare a lot of people. Um, But, you know, we we need to do something about that. Well, you know,
2: the word says, there's gross darkness on the land and gross darkness on my people. And, um, you know, we're we're seeing a great falling away, people. And, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to get run over just like a a steamroller and be flat as a pancake with what's coming. Because uh, we've been sitting on the fence for too long, Pastor Michael. And, you know, God will... He says, Jesus will spit you out of his mouth if you're lukewarm. Yeah. And so the time to sit on the gate, uh, on the, the middle of the fence, is over with. God is sifting the church, you know, and judgment comes first the house of the Lord. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sin and the ungodly appear? Hey, so what's going to happen?
3: Hey, Amen. Isn't that a great verse?
2: Brother, the heat's going to get turned up, and people are going to be forced to make a decision. So you either make a
3: decision now,
2: or you're going to
3: get... Uh, <laughs> We need to read our Bibles as if they're speaking to us and not somebody else.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Because our Bibles are speaking (laughs) to us. It says, I saw Satan uh, fall like a lightning bolt, right? Yeah. And you know. And
3: guess what? Guess what? He's all around us. And we don't even know it.
2: uh, I tell you, time's coming. Uh, I believe the the little pit of hell is going to be opened up, Pastor Michael. Like over Revelation 9:11, Abaddon or Apollyon, the King of the Pit, and uh, you know, people can uh, try to ignore the reality of what we're talking about right now to their own detriment. But pretty soon, you're going to come face to face, people, and if you don't understand one third of Jesus Christ's ministry, you know, you're going to perish. What are you going
3: to do? What are you going to do? And, and we can complain to God, and you know, God's sitting there going, "Well, yeah, you know, I've been trying to show it to you, but you know, we're, just a, we're just a little busy."
2: Well, I tell you, you asked, uh, you made a statement, you know, what is, how does God feel about everything right now? Well, I heard about a little thing called the science of judgment, Pastor Michael, and basically it works like this, people. God has a a cup, and when the cup of iniquity of a nation fills up to where it's overflowing, you know, the science of judgment is God has to judge or the righteous would not, you know, they would perish. There you go. Amen. folks, Folks, uh... Our cup is overflowing in this land. I'll tell you what happened to me the other day, Pastor Michael. I got the, my sword out, the Word of God. I got my King James Bible, and I let it fall open. And, you know, the Word of God it will talk to you, Pastor Michael. Amen. And i tell you, I said, God, do you have a word for me today? Well, listen, it opened up. and uh, You're
3: brave, brother, because I don't, I don't have to ask that, because I know he does for me, and it's always one of those, <laughs> you know, get up already. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, my finger fell down, and it, it went over to Zephaniah. And basically, uh, Zephaniah uh, chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Before the decree bring forth, before the day passes, the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you, it says, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth which have wrought this judgment. Seek righteous and seek meekness, it may be, ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. You know, Brother Mike, yeah. I believe that uh, God's wrath is pouring out uh, it started, I believe, the time of warning is over with, judgment is falling, and these hosts of hell uh, know their time is short, and
3: um, it's going to be an yep. all-out attack. Yeah, and you know, I I don't believe that um, uh, that Christians, that, that God, de- in fact, I know, God does not deal with believers, with his children, in what's called his wrath you know the wrath of god cuz you know we actually see that being played out um uh, in the second part of revelation um but you know when when uh you know we're we're we're, we're <laughs> somewhat attached to the world and so when god starts destroying or letting you know letting some of these foundations that we've been holding on to go they're going to affect us yes and you know we're either and we're going to say you know lord wow you know I, I don't even know what to do now and and the lord's going to come through and he's going to take care of us at the time we need it but there's a lot of people that in his love he's not going to take care of or uh, he'll he'll take care of them you know um, um you know for you know maybe you know some threatening sake or whatever but you know when when we when we refuse to listen to the word of god it, it's one thing that, you know to be deceived or you know but if we just refuse to listen to the word of god we have our reward and and we may think that we're special with god but he's going to get us
2: Brother michael uh... i heard one brother benjamin Brooke, uh... who was actually picked up in the spirit saw a uh, a vision of the future of america where he was actually set down in a concentration camp
3: there's, there's a future so- for america i'm sorry i'm sorry brother, go ahead.
2: <laughs> saw his family ripped apart. The, uh, the men were put in one line, the women in another, and the children in another. And um, he was asked a, a question, will you renounce Christ? And if you did, you got to step out of the line. If you did not, when you made it to the front, they took your head off. And uh, folks, listen, uh, he said, uh, you know, God loves his people. But what he'll yeah. do is some of us are going to have to have the blowtorch and scrub brush applied. And you may be doing summer school in the concentration camps that are here in this country and around yeah. the world. Uh, we're in perilous times, my friends. Gold and silver, Pastor Michael, I just looked, um, world record, $1,400 an ounce
3: wow. for
2: gold. Silver, I think, was $26. Wow. I mean, it's undeniable. Something's wrong. We've got a president that's uh, out of the country right now. They're talking about banking holidays. Um, you know, we're in perilous times. Uh, we can wake up and the whole world has changed since the night before. you would be like Argentina. You woke up, uh, your bank account has yeah. been frozen. Uh, by the way, if you had money in there, uh, and it's now worth half of what it was, and now it's going to be rationed, I mean, this system is coming to a close. And I don't know how much time we've got, Pastor Michael, but I do know that what the Word says, Satan will know his time is short, and his fury is going to be kindled. And, and uh, you know, uh, folks, there's some persecution that I believe we're going to have to endure before the return of the Lord. Uh, if we get out of here, oh,
3: early, all, Well, then praise been, you've God. Been, but... You've been reading too much. <laughs> Everything is fine,
2: and you know that includes persecution by the host of hell and demons. And so, you know what? You can either choose uh, to ignore this warning, um, but you do it to your own peril. And people are being destroyed literally. Brother, I have uh, ha- I've received calls from people that uh, tried to commit suicide.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, you know people that have died. Um, you know they're jumping off of buildings. Uh, you did you
3: didn't get a phone call from them, did you? I I'm joking with you.
2: You know, I mean the 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 point is is uh people are being Very slaughtered. Sad.
3: Very sad. And you know, uh why
2: do you think that um God gave us Ephesians six, the full armor yep. of God? Why would we need armor if there was not going to be a tactic come?
3: You know, Shannon, you know that I believe in eternal security and you know, I, I know there's some out there that uh that that don't and and I do I really do get it but if you'll take the time see we we can't we can't think of god or think of jesus as we think it just it doesn't make sense you know we can't even begin we can't even begin to understand his love and his mercy and his grace and if we can't even begin to understand it then you know how are we going to you know get inside of that love and mercy and grace we enjoy it but I can't, I can't explain. It. I, I cannot, you know. If I had a gun pointed to my head, tell people, you know, why the Lord saved me. I mean, I knew better people than me that, that, so far, I'm pretty sure haven't come to the Lord. And you know, and I'm not a Calvinist by by any means. You know, the Lord, the Lord knew, you know, uh, He He predestined me because He foreknew. And, what you know, life? So he so he made sure that I got to Calvary, but you know why? And and you know all those things that uh, you know I'm, I'm not I'm not the the biggest sinner as a pastor, um, uh, but you know we all still sin and, and we drop the ball and and you know Shannon, I'm a, a little secret because you know I know you and I don't uh, do this, but maybe some others that are listening, you know we actually even sin purposely now. You know, not too no, many of us, but, <laughs> but you know. But we know people that, that might do that. And Jesus knew this before Calvary, and said, "You know, this is, and this is a truth that's more caught than taught, um, because it makes no sense for him to. We've not earned it. We weren't even looking for Jesus when he came into our lives, and he he saved us anyway." Knowing that we were going to hurt people, knowing that we were going to do something that was bad, he still saved us. Now, you explain that to me because it just, it, you know, men don't do that. And so my point is, is that you know we understand so little of, of the grace and the mercy and and the love of God. It's love, bro. And, and so we try and rationalize in our hard well, I mean, uh, you know, of course you can't have eternal security because you know if you sin, you got it's got to be dealt with. And you know, I'm not going to take the time now. We 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 should do a show on this, uh, Shannon, because you know I, I, a lot of people think that you know the, the my favorite topic. To speak on his deliverance, and it's actually not. I love to speak on eternal security. Well, you, I mean, know, you I love hit to on, a... on deliverance also, but uh, you know, I, I've been all over the world doing that, and yeah, you know, I, I, I when I'm in these meetings, I miss talking about Jesus.
2: You hit on a key word: the love of Jesus. Jesus. And you know what, folks? Uh, God loves enough that He sent His Son to die on the cross yep. for us. And uh, you know what? That's about love. Uh, that's something that the, the demons do not understand. Right. They have no capacity for. And, but they do understand hate, and they hate our guts. And Satan's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He seeks to kill you, steal from you, destroy you if he can. And again, we're destroyed for our lack of knowledge. What we're trying to do with these programs, okay, is open your eyes and empower you with knowledge that is going to help you survive the time that we're in, the time that's coming. Because you have a really, uh, you have a real enemy out there, we all do, uh, that doesn't want us to make it. You know, they want to see us destroyed
3: and from being all that God wants us to be. Let me throw an addendum on here. Brothers and sisters, look at it like this. You know, I mentioned earlier how about, much about Satan wants to hurt us before we die. I, I never really finished that off. Do, do you know why? Because in the garden, when when sin came upon mankind, God offered grace to both Adam and Eve. But he judged the serpent. He never gave, you know, because of whatever, you know, I don't know all of what happened prior, but probably because of, you know, uh, of him being expelled already, uh, you know, no grace was going to be given. So Adam and Eve both received grace for their sin. The serpent was judged. And this is the only way that Satan... Uh, and or the demons can get back at God for doing this because they know they know in, in a short amount of time they're going to be potato chips they're going to be crispy critters <laughs> that's right and and they are and the only way to get back at God is to hurt his children and that's why they hate us so much and you'll never be able to bargain with them they're they're worse than the terminator you'll never get be able to bargain mercy. with them in fact, so many deliverance people today—it's—it's just so sad because, you know, they—they—they they, they love deliverance, but you know, not the way that Win Worley did it. So they've changed it. Well, guess what? You know what a lot of those manifestations are—demons. Or, are, are, amen. Um, you know, it's the demons put on a show. Amen to that. And people think they're getting deliverance.
2: Brother, you know, just as you said earlier, uh, there is a genuine. Delivered, there's a counterfeit, uh, Deliverance you Movement betcha. too, folks, just as with anything. Uh, Satan always tries to counterfeit. He'll even try to counterfeit Jesus Christ with his Antichrist.
0: Uh, but, Shannon, uh, we've,
3: cast, we've cast spirits of Jesus uh, out of people and brothers and sisters uh, right directly from Alice Bailey's writings. She's, she's the grandmother or whatever you want to, you know, uh, the mentor, so to speak, of, of the New Age movement. Uh, you know, a lot of people study her writings. And I took some time to do that myself. Instead of reading other books that told me what these people were saying, I thought I'd go right to the horse's mouth. Uh, and during this time, uh, I was reading in one of her publications about these things called Masters of Wisdom, and it kind of intrigued me a little bit. And so I read on, and, and they got you know they got some funny names to them. And then there's one Master of Wisdom that's called Jesus. Uh, and as I was putting this all together, these are these are the strong men. You know what we call the strong man. and they've got names not now you know the new age uh the de- you know the demons have just buffaloed the new Agers. They're, you know they're they're not doing anything special and and you know your chakras are, are it's a joke, but if you believe it, it becomes more than a joke it becomes witchcraft to you
2: oh yeah, but it but a lot of people if on Reiki right now
3: yeah. Yeah, Ricky, and, you know, and you know, and and I don't, I don't want to be misunderstood because, yeah, yeah, you know, witchcraft is a very powerful thing, and I mean, you know, again, uh, we we have a very difficult time understanding how those things happen, and and you know, the evil that comes from them, but also, no, just like just like Eve in the garden, you know, for the sin that that. Caused mankind to fall, you'd think that the devil would have at least pulled a rabbit out of his hat, but he didn't. He just tricked her. Well, that's and, interesting
2: what you said. You know, didn't Paul say that in the last days they'll be going after another Jesus?
3: And so, what you have today is another Jesus over the t- and 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 all these names. These a lot of them are bizarre. You know, uh, Rakosi and. And um, uh, Master PK, and they just got some weird names. It, it 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 adds to the stupid intrigue, you know. That the New Age, oh, you know, they because you know they got to have some kind of uh, of Eastern, you know, uh, Indian type of, you know, because it makes it more spiritual. And you know, the demons, they laugh. You
2: know, they. they Let well, me put a it another way. I'm sure you've encountered this. Uh, I know you have them. You've uh, done a deliberate session and. Ask a demon his name, and says, "My name is Lucifer." You yeah. have
3: these. <laughs> you have these yeah, I think demons. Lucifer's all busy for us right now.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, folks, uh, Satan's a liar, and,
3: uh, and you know, he's these, good at it.
2: And he's very good at it. And these foul spirits, you know, they'll get out there and deceive you. You go into a lot of churches, Pastor Michael, and people will think uh, it's the Holy Spirit manifesting with someone flopping around on the floor and doing oh, the, man. you know, uh, the back, back, you know, backstroke, and. Uh, yeah walking like a chicken. Yeah, or barking like a dog. Or barking like a dog, or whipping their head around so fast that you can, you can actually see the demon manifest. Folks, uh, that's a Kundalini spirit in many cases. And you better have discernment of the real Holy Spirit, okay, to be able to tell the difference.
3: Yeah, because you know the bi- and because people come to church and they're like, well, that's foolishness. And, and we forget that the Word of God tells us that the children of the devil are wiser than the children of light.
2: I mean, we've got to be on guard, okay? Yep. And we've got to uh, be wise, okay? It says be wise serpents, be as uh, meek as doves. Um, yep. We have been given the tools that we need to overcome the enemy, because greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. But, you know, I mean, I, I heard a stupid statement like this. One guy said, you know, you go look at that verse Jesus said to Peter, you know, whatever you buy on earth, be bound in heaven, loose to earth, be loosed to heaven, the keys of the kingdom I give you. You know, we'll never know what that means. <laughs> and I was... I was saying, good golly, if you don't understand the reality then...
3: Yeah, go to to Matthew 11 and Luke 12, and and you'll find out. But, you know, people, they open up the Bible and they say, Job, hmm, Job, what's that about? And they close the Bible. You know, because, you know, they they don't know anything. You know, it's so ironic that, uh, you know, Job, you know, his three friends... um, um, Bildad, Zophar, and, and Eliapheth. And there was actually another guy that came along later on. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things that Job's three friends talked to him about, we would look at as being right. You could, with, with many of those things, you could you could draw a line right to God and say, yes, this is something that God would say. Yet, at the end of it all, God told Job to pray for them because he was going to kill him. Well... And wow, why why would God want to do that? Well, because you know that story was there for us, of course, and the Lord was the Lord was doing something not only against Lucifer, uh, but also trying to get us to realize something. And so his three friends were just being nice, and they were trying to to reason with him and, and rationalize you know, things that were going on. And the problem was is that God wasn't in it. And we sit in churches, and, and we sit in, and, you know, we speak all these things about God that we really don't know anything about. And, you know, because we don't live in the days of Ananias and Sapphira, the churches allow this foolishness, or we allow this foolishness.
2: For those days but are happen- returning. What would <laughs> happen
3: if tomorrow... We we entered back into the days of Ananias and Sapphira. You know what? I think I think we wouldn't even be singing the songs anymore. We'd be so quiet because we'd be dropping like flies. And and God says, "I'm not going to share my glory with another." I, you know, it, it's going to be all of Jesus. We Jesus made it so simple for us. The only reason it's difficult is because we don't get it. We don't realize what he did for us and what we need to do. We think it's, it's got to be more complicated than that. You know, I mean, look at the Old Testament when, when, you know, you had the priest and you had the high priest and, you know, every day you had to do this, that, and the other thing. And, and, and yeah, so it's got to be complicated. And it's not. It's actually so easy that we make it hard.
2: Well, you Brothers know, sisters, you...
3: come join join us because the waters are great. There's a few sharks in them, uh, but the <laughs> waters are the waters are great. And and you know, God is going to get us to worship Him, whether we like it or not. Amen to that. I've always said that since since the beginning, I, when I became a pastor, and uh, you know, so we can fight it and fight it and fight it up until the day that God says, "Okay, in my sovereignty, guess what's going to happen to you." And he takes us out to the woodshed, and that's always a that's not a good t- you ever been taken out to the woodshed brother
2: well i listen i I remember being uh, my, my grandmother go and get a switch no no by God by God oh oh uh
3: yeah I think it doesn't so. happen that often but when when it happens mm. you know it's 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 forever you know uh probably even more than the ten Commandments you know just just scratched uh in into your head because uh, you know when god when God does something to get our attention, <laughs> I mean you know if things need to die, they die. I mean you know uh, I mean, God I, just I, does what He wants, and I would have and, to answer
2: yes to that i 've been in the crucible a lot lately,
3: yeah, and so we can do with, with our nice scissors and our you know and our, <laughs> or we can let God rip it out of us,
2: amen, but you know it does say that uh God chastises them whom he loves, so yep. Praise
3: God. Love us all.
2: Amen. Uh Amen to that. I want to segue just a minute Pastor sure. Michael. Uh roll back the clock a little bit. We're talking about love, uh, you know, Lord loved a man named Win Worley. And he uh he opened his eye to some things that uh no one wanted to talk about back in the in the, in the late 60s, I believe it was when he he uh started experiencing what would become the uh the first book Diary of an Exorcist battling the host yeah. of hill. Amen. Uh for some that have not uh been exposed to Hegwish and you know, the ministry that you have had over several decades, uh give us an executive summary of uh, who Wynne Worley was and what the mission of Hegwish is all about.
3: Well for those that never met him but have read his books, you've met him. Yeah, you know, he was uh he was a uh he was as plain as a brown paper bag. Uh, he was easy to understand because he spoke in words in authority. That when you walked away, you didn't go. Man, I wonder what he was talking about. Uh, he did, he had a very unique way. Uh, I've I've been all over the world and I, I've not yet met a man like Win Worley. A- and I am not biased. Uh, I knew him as my father-in-law and I also knew him as my pastor. And I re- and I respected him in both. But he was also just a man. And that means that like all of us, you know, he had to deal with things in his own life. I mean, you know, whatever whatever those things were. He was he wasn't a god man. In fact, uh one day I asked him about you know, because Pastor Willie was an obese guy and he hated the travel. Yet God had him traveling, you know, forty seven weeks out of the year. Wow. And and you know, and overseas. And and you know, when you weigh that much and you know people, and maybe anybody can say, Oh, yeah, you know, well he just shouldn't have been that way. That's that's right, he shouldn't have been that way and, and and you know, you shouldn't be the way you are. But uh you know got he told me he said, you know son, he says, I bet you God asked a thousand other people before he got to me and I was just the one that said yes. Well, and he uh he had a he had there were two things that, that uh he was able to, um, I don't know what the word would be, excel maybe. Uh, in that, uh, I've not really been able to see. I've seen these things individually in people, but not together. Uh, and that is number one. He had a knowledge of God that we don't have in the New Testament. You know, we, we've there's a saying, you know, about, about the Jewishness of the scriptures, and there's some truth to that because, you know, our, our Savior was a Jew, Amen. and and. You know, the job of Jesus is now he gets us to God. But we love Jesus so much that, you know, we don't really think too much about God. And it's just a natural thing in the New Testament church because, you know, Jesus is all that in a bag of chips. So, you know, God kind of gets, you know, those are Old Testament stories. You know, God doesn't still think that way because, you know, over in John 1, you know, we're, we're told that, you know, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth, you know, came by Jesus Christ. And we love that grace and truth. Forget that law, you know. So... But it uh, says
2: God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Not, and, not with not with <laughs> the law, but in the way he thinks. And so, sure. And so Pastor Worley could, uh, his sword, cut both ways. And he could... Um, Oh, man, I mean, you could almost see his fingernails when he had to deal with something. They'd grow like four inches long. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, if you were in the office at that time, you know, you tried to hit the door as fast as possible because, you know, he'd want a witness, and, and you didn't want to be that witness. You didn't want to be around because you just felt sorry for the guy. You know, not when you felt sorry for the guy he was going to nail. But he also then <laughs> could could, you know, I mean, I've seen it. Other people have seen it. Uh, one in particular where, you know, a man was, was doing something and it was hurting somebody in the church. And when Pastor Rowley found out, he dealt with it. Wow. You know, I was one of those that was hoping that I wouldn't, you know, be in the office. And, you know, a- after about 15 minutes, I-, I wanted to leap on Pastor Rowley's desk and just say mercy, have mercy on this guy. Because, you know, and I looked at this guy and I said, you know, listen, if if you're not telling the truth, you better tell the truth because he's not going to stop. And sure enough, it was just a few minutes later uh, that this man just he just put his head down because and, and, he was saying, "No, it's not true. It's not true." Well, you know, when Pastor Roy had to deal with something, you know, he he had the facts and and you know, uh, you know, he just you know, he was like the Bismarck. You know, he was almost unsinkable. And so this man started to cry and he says, "Pastor Lee, you're right. I, I I did do these things." And then Pastor Worley just switched and just said, "Come here, son," and just hugged him. He was crying. The other guy was crying, and they were having a love feast. And Man. I'm like, I'm, I'm just you know, I mean, it was just such an amazing thing. And he was just a guy. He was just a regular guy. He was a good guy, though. You know. Um, so what you read in the books is Pastor Worley. He he, he was the most pragmatic, practical person I'd ever met. If it, he was he was very he was very smart, uh, very intelligent when it came to the scriptures. In fact, you know, being over at his house, um, I'd be sitting there on the hearth and, and uh, he'd be talking to somebody on the phone, giving the best message I'd ever heard on whatever. And I asked him, I said, you know, I don't hear some of that stuff in the church. And, and he says, well, son, he said, the Lord told me to do and preach deliverance. He says, I have one string on my fiddle and that's what I'm going to do. Wow. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and I was like, wow, you know. And, you know, he just, you know, years in the pulpit, and because he loved the Lord, um, the Lord blessed him with wisdom in areas that that just, you know, uh, was very, very unique to see. Um, So the neat thing about Pastor Worley, uh, because when you read his writings, or if you see, you start to watch, uh, you know, his, uh, uh, I I have to be careful because I'm dating myself now, you know, his CDs and DVDs, (laughs) You'll you you know you won't get the hug you know everybody misses the hug, um, but you'll get a chance to know him just just like we know him. He's very easy to get to know. He's ve- he's very black and white. Um, you know he'll, he'll he'll let you know if there's something he doesn't like, um, and uh, you know you just uh, you can appreciate people who are so upfront. You know because we we have to tamp dance around so many people you know be politically correct today and and you know i mean we shouldn't go out purposely to try and hurt people but maybe, maybe some people need to get some alligator hide on their back
2: well you know, um, you know amen to that
3: maybe you the don't... men need maybe the men need to quit being uh uh feminized uh in the church by the ladies and, and start to stand up like a man oh did amen. i say that i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: Praise the Lord. Um when you look at uh when all this started to take place and Pastor Worley's life and God showed started to show him the uh the reality of deliverance, you know, it wasn't something that uh, really anybody embraced. There wasn't even any books on deliverance back then.
3: Listen, you know, it was Am I right? He he didn't yeah. I, I talked to him several times about um, I, I didn't get here until uh February of seventy nine um and the church uh he came up from Texas i believe in um, 62 so,
2: you started in know, Chicago first right
3: yeah i on the south side in in a, in a little church uh that was in, it was chicago address but it was uh chicago was made up of different communities um and, and it was the Hegwish community so you know that's that's where the name comes from so you know, he was already he was already established well. You know, before I came on the scenes, but when I when I would ask him about you know the early days, um, he he actually he didn't talk about him that much. You know, he, he told me whatever you know he felt he he could tell me, um, and then that was it. And I respected that um, because he went through. A, you know, I know he had to have gone through a pretty difficult time. And he's a Southern Baptist. I mean, you know how how tightly those guys are wound, and and, yeah, and he loved the Lord, and and you know he, he loved the witness, and and he got you know. two shocks
2: of his life as a Baptist. He uh, he got baptized with the Holy Spirit and baptized by fire. Yes. Uh, yeah. In the he had, he had an
3: aunt. He had an aunt that he knew loved the Lord, and she was charismatic, and he he did not understand that. I mean, he went to Dallas Seminary, and and you know their death on that stuff.
2: wait, Um, uh, Pastor Michael, let me be fair. I was raised Church of God. Folks, they believe a Christian can't have a demon. And by the way, every manifestation is the Holy Ghost. There can't be any Kundalini demons in the church. God, have mercy. Um, That's why we're perishing, my friends. But you know what? Uh, God loved Wynne Worley enough that uh, he said, You know what? I'm going to use you in a mighty way, and I'm going to take all this awesome uh, teaching you've got in the Word, the Baptist Church is great about that. They know the Word, don't
3: they, brother? Yeah, and it's a, you know we we have our issues like anybody else, but uh, grounded we, in the Word. Am I right? We're a unique church. Amen.
2: And so, folks, we're not picking out denominations here. Uh, all of them miss the mark to one degree or another. My point here is uh, took a took a man of God, a pastor, and God uh, threw him into the deliverance ministry, something that uh, you know no one was talking about. There was not even any books on it.
3: But you well, know, back in the good. early days, yeah, before even Derek Prince, um, Pastor Roy told me. He said, "Yeah, you know, he had always encountered demons in his pastorate. You know, dealing with people, he just yeah, and so he didn't have any, he really didn't have any problem believing you know th- that they could either be in Christians or that they had an effect on Christians' lives. He just didn't know what to do about them. That's in those right. Early
2: days. I don't think uh, anybody did much.
3: No, no. But and so. And so you know when he when he wrote battling, you know, they, the people that wanted to publish it, you know, they wanted to just gut the book and and you know, but he, he finally got it out. And one one thing that pastor he loved to do, I mean, he loved to do this more than anything else. He loved to fight demons. Wow! And if you went on a trip with him, um, you know, at, at give us an example
2: you know, of some of the things you saw.
3: At at one o'clock, well. <laughs> At one o'clock in the morning, when I can't even keep my eyes open, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're in a church or, or I'm laying on the bench and, you know, thinking, oh, we need to get back to the hotel. And I mean, he's just salivating. He's just, you know, he's he's fighting demons, and and and, I mean, he's he's like a dog with a bone. Yeah, and and you know, if he catches your eye, he's like, come on, get back in the battle, and you're like, I want to go back to the hotel. You know, I mean, the guy just loves to fight demons, and he talked to them a lot. Uh, in the in the uh in those days. But he did that because and uh, you know and I, I, I am not I am not at all exalting past Worley. But this is very unique. I, I don't I don't I not only I know I can't do this, I wouldn't even attempt. He many times was able to trick them for information. Or really? or wow. get them mad so that they would, you know, um, I, I I can't explain this. You know, I, I hate to say not think straight because I don't know how
2: they they would it. pridefully or gloatfully uh, give up information. They would get tricked, right? Well, they they yeah, they get tricked, and
3: so I mean, he you know he didn't mind. He would talking. lead them
2: right into it, the trap, right?
3: Yeah, because too <laughs> many too many too many believers today that are in deliverance, you know, talk to the demons and and you know I don't have any problem with people. You know, what's your name? But you know something, I personally I don't care what his name is. I just want them out, and you know we we get into conversations with the demons, and you know before you know it, you're laughing. You're yeah. I'm, listen, these things are good. You know we, we you know we read the book. You know the the, the book on uh, you know the, the book of tricks. Well, he wrote it. You know? And we're no we're no match for him. And they get us deceived when we're praying for him. And it's funny. I mean, it's literally you stand back and you're like, wow, how'd that happen? You know, you come back to your right mind and you're not praying correctly because they know what they're doing. They're very smart. But you and I have authority over them. And that's what Pastor Worley learned about. And he finally found something that, and he told me, he said, you know, before deliverance, his success rate of helping people out was not that high, and it broke his heart, like it must do a lot of pastors' hearts. He says, but once he got in deliverance, more and more people were able to hold, more than any other time. You know, it, it, and it's all up to us, you know, so, you know, So deliverance, deliverance will work for anybody, Amen. You know, and if it doesn't, you've got a problem. It's your problem. Because, again, God's got no favorites. So, He's no respecter you
2: know, of persons, that's right, yeah, now, so the yeah. books that came out, I guess you called them the host of hell series um as I understand it there's about uh was eleven or twelve books that were written mm-hmm. out. Of, okay um these were basically uh experiences written down uh by the church that were they, they got um they gained from actually doing battle with the host of hell and demons, and what they did is they wrote down the information the past and others that would come after them. Uh so they wouldn't have to uh yes. start from scratch Pastor, learning it, right?
3: Pastor Worley was a very determined, tedious man. You know, he wrote everything down in those days. Um and obviously, you know, because of because of, you know, what what the ministry was going to do. And again, you know, he was just a guy and it would have been so nice to have, you know, other people jumping on board um, you know, because Derek Prince was doing it um, for about four years, maybe prior uh, to uh, to battling the host of hell. But Derek started to do other things, um, and so that's when that's when Pastor Rowling and actually Frank Hammonds, uh, you know, came up and and started to you know write and teach this stuff. And, and all the books, no matter what year they're written, because uh, they're written in a you know a span of, of many years. Uh, they're all timely to even today because demons, uh, demons are timeless. You know they they are what they are. They're demons. They have no shelf life, do they? They've been here since no. What? They've been here a long time. Long time. And, and and you know, you know, we men have you know, we have a we have we have a problem sometimes. It's called macho. You know, uh, you know, a lot of times we think we're you know better or. Uh, you know, men are very competitive just even by nature. That's why, you know, men dominate sports because, you know, they, they're they by nature uh, dominant. Women, you know, even though they go into that territory, look at how they go into that territory. You know, they go in incorrectly many times because they're not naturally designed to do that. You know, men are. And uh, so, you know, in in his in his fighting and and uh, and everything, you know, he was able to find help for people that that you know actually were it actually worked. That was the thing that you know that, that caught him, um, and then he started to teach the church. But but you know nobody wanted it.
2: Well, I give a a, a big example. Um, relate the story about how y'all found out what uh, binding was all about. People are still scratching. What does it mean by binding? Um, yeah,
3: they, in the early years, that you know, see, this has been a. This shows that it's it's a work of the Holy Spirit, because you know it wasn't just Pastor worldly He wrote it down, you know, and, and he 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 you know he writes in the books. You know he you know he didn't steal you know, people's material. People gave it to him or, you know, he was writing this stuff down. And plus we had, you know, we, we call it the laboratory, you know, the front of our church where we, you know, where we pray for a lot of people. Um, you know, he just interrogated. He, he you know, he learned uh, what they were about. Trial and, and error probably, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. In,
3: in those early days, and I wasn't here in those early days, uh, but I, I know, you know, from the things that he told me, uh, you know, when they would start to pray for people, um they had to continue to pray, and and you know it may take till you know three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, you know, for them to get that demon out because they didn't know what to do with it once it manifested. Well, what do you mean? And he so, didn't
2: get a one hundred fifty thousand dollars salary, and uh, that's all he was doing was just uh, praying for people.
3: No, they accused him of that, but uh, no, he he actually didn't get that, and he was actually you know, a school
2: teacher, wasn't he?
3: At one early time, days. yeah, when, when the church when the church couldn't support him uh you know on full time he he was a school teacher and then you know once the church was able to do that uh you know he then came back you know he came on full time so so what you're saying is he might be uh called in uh to pray for someone and they're
2: actually wrestling with these uh, evil spirits and uh wee hours in the morning he's got to get up and go to work the next morning
3: yes and, and he's uh, got to drive he's got to drive like an hour and 15 minutes to work
2: well, so what happens uh, in a case like that, uh, you you've got to you've got to stop the situation. That's pretty dangerous, isn't it? To stop
3: a door. Well, I I you know, I, I believe it I, you know, it would be today, so I'm I'm sure it was even more in that day. But of course, you know, the Lord was building the ministry and he still is. Uh and you know, it you know, just by the church being here today uh, is a testimony to what the Lord's doing because um hmm, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, where, where I'm going this, with that, this folks? This is just a unique place, you know.
2: Um, is, uh, you're doing a deliverance session, Pastor Michael? And so, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you've got a demon on the ropes there, uh, and if you've got to to break it off, um, that can be dangerous. What are you going right?
3: to do? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to leave that thing manifested in the person's body, and oh, that's not very nice. I mean, there may be some people you'd want to do that too, but. Uh, uh, hopefully you repent of those things before and, and they might run so, off and
2: never come back again right
3: yeah if you don't see uh, it all the way through well you know it's it's like a, it's like anything shannon um you know we have a responsibility as humans to do things and one of them is to protect people yes uh you know god forbid and, and i mean i i'm 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 so far you know over over the pale on this one that that you know it, it almost Trips me up, you know, on the front side, the innocent in the church should never um, get hurt, you know the guilty ones, you know a lot of times, like Peter said, you know, if we suffer for our own faults you know and we and we take it even joyfully, you know, what thanks do we have? Well, we don't have any, you know because it's our mess, um, but the innocent in the church should never uh, be hurt and you know, you just protect people because you would want somebody protecting you. And it, it works real well, you know. Uh, it, it's just, it's absolutely just out, un, outstanding that, that you know, we've never had like, any kind of real issue in all the years that we do. This is going to be our 94th workshop. 90, uh, oh, this is going to be our men's conference coming up. Um, you know, they, and they started in October of 80, or, or July of 80, maybe. We've um, been doing them a long time. And the Lord's protected us. He's blessed well, us. And that's know, where I was of going he, in that, that example
2: because, was, okay. yeah, in the early days, you all know, were doing deliverance. And literally, you know, if you didn't um, get that demon out, the person could be in some terrible shape. Well, but what yeah, do you I, do you know, when I, you got to get up early
3: yeah, I keep giving long answers because you know, when 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 was very methodical in what he did, but that's exactly what it is, Shannon. So what did you all find out. Um, somebody had mentioned it to him, or somebody had mentioned it at the at the time that uh, it was either Pastor Willy or somebody in the church, you know, ran across these verses over in you know Matthew 16, um, and you know, for those that are listening go out. go over to Matthew 16 and 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 read about you know what Jesus tells Peter um, about binding and loosing and then just 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 try to associate it with the explanations that that people give in the church because there, there's there's it's there's not even a hint that you know what 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 people are saying it is in the church you know, that it is. They're saying you know, they're saying that because they don't know what it is. And it sure is there for a reason. And if you go over to uh Hebrews one, you know, verses seven and fourteen, uh, that tell us, um talking about God's angels becoming spirits to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. Well that's us. So now there's angels involved. Now, over Matthew Matthew, 12, uh, Matthew 11 and uh, Luke 12, uh, Jesus talks about binding the strong man. Well, now, wait a minute. Bind, you mean that word is being used? Yeah, the word is being used. So what we do, and we learn this in school. I, I learned it in school. You know, you have two dots on a piece of paper, and you draw a line to the dot. That's what you do. That's how easy it is. But not the church. They they come up with these grand you know um, explanations of, of of you know something that you couldn't associate with, with anything. They don't know what they're talking about. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. He says he says unless you first bind the strong man, and and if you look these words up in the Greek, it's, it's very unique because what you're doing uh, is you know we're told that we're more than overcomers. Yeah, try and figure that one out. You know, I, I can understand being an overcomer, but how do you become more than an overcomer? You know, that's, that's just something that Jesus can do. But he's given us tools and weapons in the Word of God, uh, and one of them is bind and say It's probably the main one that we have, you know, in, in the deliverance ministry. Uh, and, and if you first bind the strong man, you can then enter back into his house and spoil his goods. Well, brothers and sisters, his goods are the souls of God's people. His yeah. goods are all the things that he has stolen from us. And, and, you know, over in Joel chapter 2, we can pray, you know, that the Lord would restore unto us, you know, the things things that that are gone, you know, because the word restoration is used there, indicating that, you know, something was there, but now it's not. Uh, and it could be our soul. It could be, you know, it could be a lot of different things. But Satan has... It could be our finances. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Satan has... has you know, just so cleverly worked uh, over the years. You know, within our lives that, you know, they become almost part of us. You know, I don't believe in multiple personality disorder. I know oh, somebody's going to turn off the radio or the, the computer. Uh, you know, brothers and sisters, it's it, there's just not, there's too many questions there. Uh, but I do believe that that the soul can be fragmented. Uh, I believe there are imposter spirits. You know, it's still all demons. It's just, yeah, I, I just, you know, I just can't give it the creed. Folks, system. MPD
2: is multiple demons.
3: Okay? Well, yes, it is. That's exactly. <laughs> that's all. It is and they've tricked us. They've yes. tricked us into thinking that that it's more than. See, it's so easy, you know, brothers sisters. This is why everybody can do it. You, you know, Ken Taylor wrote uh, the Living the Living Bible, uh, and it, it's it's not uh, it's not a um, uh, a translation. It's a paraphrase, and he wrote it on the fifth grade level. I love it, because I can read things in the Old Testament and then go back to my King James and compare them, and the story for me flows a little bit better, and I know it does for other people that I've talked with. I don't like to recommend other Bibles, but I do like that, because, again, it wasn't a translation, it was a paraphrase, and he was writing it so that everybody could get it. And, you know, that's how simple Jesus is. Jesus wants us, he, he wants the, the weakest, he wants the one that, that's the most ignorant to be able to jump in the battle. Because, you know, while we've learned different techniques over time, don't think that those techniques really mean anything. Because one day you'll pray those techniques. And the demons will come screaming out, you know, in Jesus' name, and you walk away. All hey, Lord, that was pretty good. And the next day, you'll pray those same things, and they'll spit in your face, and they won't move. See, deliverance isn't a science like a lot of people have 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 made it. You you know, all I do is, you know, I bind that demon in Jesus' name. They listen. I doubt it. I, I think you're full of yourself because those demons, those demons have buffaloed you. They've tricked you. They are, they are so good at what they do. We, we don't, we're not even a match for them outside of Christ. Amen. So, you know, we let Jesus do this, and, and you know, oh, somebody's going to make a mistake.
2: Because our knowledge well, is so low, brother. No one even wants to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, back to our point here. So basically, you're in a situation where um, you had been battling with this um, demon and this individual for many hours. Pastor Roy had to get up, I think, and go to work the next day, and it was the wee hours of the morning, and uh someone said, "Well, why don't you try uh binding it?"
3: Yeah. Yeah. And what
2: happened when you did?
3: Well, all of a sudden the demon, the demon would become quiet. Well, <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, he, he liked thing.
3: that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he liked, all of a sudden yeah, they were subject to him in Jesus yeah. name. Wow. Well, you know, what a thought. And uh I mean, to actually believe that God left us down here uh you know with, with things to, uh, to handle the, the greatest enemy of, 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 of all time, you know, the, the deceiver of the world who, who has deceived not, not most people, but everybody. He's, giving us, he's given us weapons that are very easy to use because, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you how easy it is to get in this battle. You know what you do? You, you, when you spot a demon, you say, come out in Jesus' name, and guess what? You're an expert. Well wow. You don't have to go to school. You don't. You don't have to. You know, people they, they make the ministry more than what it is. Just say, "Come out in Jesus' name." That's all those demons care about. They 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 don't care uh, about our our Hamashua Hamashias and, and and all of our religious claptrap. They they can, they invented that stuff.
1: You know, See they they they
3: laugh, they laugh all the way to hell on that. What they care about is Jesus' name. That you don't say it. Wow! So say it as much as you can. Amen. It's about the name. It's that's what the, they. That's what Lord, they say. Jesus. You don't so have to go to school. You, you grab a leg and you say, "Come on, Jesus' <laughs> name." You're an expert. You're an expert. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I remember that. I was sitting there in your church, and someone said, "Hey, can you come over here and grab a leg?" Yeah. I, I said, "Are you looking at me?" I was
3: looking around. Yeah. You come over
2: here. And uh, I'll tell you, that was my initiation. Oh uh, Shannon,
3: uh, the first, the first. Uh, do we do we do we have <laughs> a few minutes or you know a couple minutes left? We, we've got fifty five minutes. Okay, well, I don't I don't want to overrun anything here, but um, you know, m- my uh, my first experience with demons, because I I was here for a few services prior, but I don't know where I was because you know I never I never remembered Pastor Worley talking about demons. Yeah, you know, I I had a real you know I had a two thousand dollar a week cocaine habit and and many many other drugs and and you know and a lot of other problems. Um, so, you know, I probably just wasn't hearing or understanding what he was preaching. But one day, it was just shortly after I, I came to the church. There was a young man in front of me, um, and uh, it was invitation time, and he was standing with his arms in the air, singing and praising the Lord. And I thought it was pretty cool, and I thought, you know, I, I thought to myself, you know, he's having a good time, and and I, you know, I thought, well, you know, that's nice. Well, it was a few minutes later. That uh now I'm sitting in my seat now, just just minding my own business, and uh all of a sudden, this guy starts manifesting and there's like six or seven people that come over to hold him down, and he's this he's this thing is really mad, uh and it's yelling hail satan and and hey, you know satan wow. help me and 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 well, now I'm freaking out <laughs> because. You know, I'm sitting at the end of the bench, the end of the pew, and you know this guy's no more than three feet from me, uh, and he was just a little while ago having a good time, you know, and now I mean, I mean, he's really not having a good time, and and my mind is just spinning. I'm I, I'm like, man, what what is this? And uh, then the eyes of that demon caught my eye. Wow. And, and they um. What did it look like? <laughs> well, they well, you know. You, sometimes you can see it and sometimes you can't, but here's what they did. They, they just got themselves a nice big, um, um uh, hocker together and just laid it right on me. They're, oh my They're goodness. very, they're very good at spitting. <laughs> and, <Like a> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and you know, I just, it just caught my eye. And within that second, pooh, man, that thing spit on me. <laughs> and you know, now I'm like, you know, now, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but then that was the very first time. <laughs> that uh, the Lord spoke to me. Yeah, it was it was it was it wasn't funny at the time. Uh you know it, it's 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 a hoot now, but uh, hey that guy needed help. And I'm thinking what in the you know, this is a church man, you know, this oh, guy mean. shouldn't be spitting on people. But uh um the Lord spoke to me and he said, Son you can get help here. Well Shannon I didn't even know I needed help. And then it was either that service or the next service. I uh, I bought um um, somebody goofed in one of those chick tracks from our book room. And I read it. I remember I was laying in bed at my mom's house, and, and I read that thing, and I thought, oh, that poor boy, you know, that guy lied to him, and, and now he's in hell. And, and, you know, then there was that prayer. It was on the last page. And, and you know, if you don't want something like this to happen to you. And I thought, well, no, I don't. And so I, I prayed that, whatever, three- or four-line prayer. It's, God. Not, it, it's not very deep. And I woke up saved. I woke up different. Praise God. I, mean, I you know, it was it was you know, it was very clear, you know, I had one of those experiences that, you know, again, you know, you stick your finger into a light socket, you'll never forget it. Um so, you know, praise God. You know, a lot well, of people grow up saved in the church and you know, they don't understand, you know, what it means to go from darkness to light. It's a big know, deal.
2: Your life was forever changed. Uh, from that point on, going there, I'm sure you you got to see a lot of that, didn't you? Uh,
3: yeah. In the, in the early days, Shannon, I wasn't interested in anything but getting deliverance. I wasn't interested in, in girls. I wasn't interested in TV. Um, I was interested, you know, and I, I, you know, once again, you know, Jesus was really the last thing I was looking for. Um, but once I knew I had demons, um I just knew I needed to get rid of them, uh, and so you know, and, and a lot of those guys aren't here today. But I often thank the Lord for them because they prayed for me. I mean, I was I was a tough nut. Um, um, you know, there's still one or two that are here that like to remind me of this, and I, I think they I think they misremember, brother. But um, I had ugly demons, and you know, they were biters and spitters, and um, <laughs> and. And it was a long time. I mean I was on the floor uh, just just for the cocaine probably probably about nine or ten months and then you know, other and then I you know, I was getting deliverance of other things. And this was three this was three times a week.
2: Um now for someone who and, doesn't understand the term deliverance, uh what might they have seen coming to uh the church service there? Now you all you would have
3: a, well, they, called a they might a mass have seen brother yeah, they might have seen brother or sister so and so doing something that you know they'd sit back and say, "Wow, well, you know, they they need to up his medication," um, or 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 you'll hear you know people will say, "Well, I wonder what got into him," or you know, well, "What's eating at her?" Well, what what possessed them to do that? Because if you look at these these sayings, they all go right back to demons. And, you know, people recognize this after a while, and sometimes they don't. You know, they just, you know.
2: Folks, I'll give don't. you um, an honest uh, testimony. I, I went to Hegawish, uh Conference number 92 uh, back about six months ago. I just come back from Costa Rica, and I, w- I drove up to Highland, Indiana. I went in, and uh, they had the uh, the deliverance conference here. It started on a Friday, went through a Sunday. And, Pastor Michael, you were preaching uh, that first night. Well, actually, I think you started the Thursday night, but I was there Friday, and so uh I knew I was in <laughs> for, for for something special because uh you were preaching on how Lucifer was beautiful, and then after the fall, he lost his his beauty, and I'll never forget it i I heard something from the back of the church, and some lady screamed out, "Don't you talk about him like that?" and I looked around and I literally learned the term manifesting what it was all about. there was a lady back there, folks. And she started to hobble around on the uh, the church pew and started to shake, and I could see the whites of her eyes, and she was kind of convulsing. And as God is my witness, what had happened is uh, a, a demon inside this lady. She had a lady, pizza for
3: lunch, and it went bad on her.
2: <laughs> it. didn't like uh, you talking about the, its master. And uh, folks, what would happen is they had the they would have uh, teaching during the day, and then have ministry at night. And I remember being in that mass deliverance service that you had Saturday night. And as you all were uh, praying, anointing of God fell, and you were calling out these foul spirits by name, and if a person had one, they would literally pop like popcorn, folks. It would be normal one minute, and the next thing, that demon would be triggered. They would jump up. I saw a young boy almost knock down the church pew. And they would try to basically dart out of there. They want to run, don't they?
3: And get oh, the heck man. out. Oh, we, we, we've had, man, we've had to tackle ladies you know, on, on our neighbor's lawn, you know, maybe four or five houses away. Because, you know, they can run pretty fast, too. And so, you know, can you imagine, can you imagine? You know, several guys running after a woman down the street from the church, ta- tackling her uh, on the neighbor's lawn and then dragging her back into the church as she's yelling, I don't want to go back there! I don't want to go back! You know, I mean, you know, does it get does it get any better than that? And our neighbors, they give us wide berth. They just, you know, they don't want to know what's going on over here. And, and you know, they're, they're, for the most part, pretty nice to us because I think I think you know they'll hear the screams, and so uh, I think they don't want those things over there at their house. And um, so, yeah, we you know, and we've been here a long time, and we mind our own business. We 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 do the best we can to keep the building up and and uh, and keep it warm, not just temperature-wise, but you know, uh, human-wise as much uh, on the inside because we don't ask for anything. Now, you know, people should be people should be honest to the word of God, you know, and tithe and do offerings, and, and, you know, I mean, that's really where a lot of our blessings are from. But uh, in, in the, I don't even know how long I've been in the pastor maybe 15 years, uh, I've only preached on tithing once, and the Lord told me to do that, and I actually took my time, and, and you know, I won't do that again. Um, but I don't like to talk about money, because, you know, so many other preachers do. Um, but the church does need money to operate, you know, and so people, you know, people should be, you know, stepping up to the plate, um, but we have a very. This is a church that you can bring your children and, and not worry that that they're going to get loaded down with with witchcraft or you know that, that you know Harry Potter is going to be biting them in the backside. Uh, and, and fellas, you know you can bring your daughters and your wife and know that they're not going to learn yoga and they're not going to learn any of the new age techniques that are out there that are That's in right. the churches today. Well, and, and fellas, what, what you'll see for yourself is that God designed us to work. And once we get into the battle, it's fun. And and the neatest thing about what the ministry is, what it does, um, because, you know, we don't ask for anything. You know, I have, you know, do you know well over half the time, I forget to pass the hat during our conference, during our, during our workshops. You know, if the ushers aren't telling me and they forget to you know I mean you ever hear of a church forgetting to take an offering Um, and it's not that we don't need the money but the Lord's going to have to take care of us you know without us begging or or putting the bite on people what we're here for is you we or I'm saying you are what we are all about Um, we've gotten help here some of us have moved here Um, some you know live in the area uh, and we pray for people. We don't put demons in people. Uh, we don't push special music on you. I don't go to the toilet and fill up a little vial of water and tell you it's from the Holy Land. Uh, we pray to get your demons out, and, and then, and then you know, put you on your way. Some people stay, and it's nice when they do, uh, and and others don't, because um, the Lord does this ministry. Amen. And, and let me. And you can sit back in this church and not worry about the bite being put on you for anything. I do not use guilt, shame, and condemnation, because that's what the devil uses.
2: Let me explain something to people that are saying, what the heck were the people running for? Folks, because what they have (laughs) is they've got a a foreign entity in it. It's called a demon, a foul spirit, that it could have been there in that person decades, and it's fixing to get evicted and kicked to the curb. And that's the last thing that it wants to do, so it will fight for its very life and try to get you, if you happen to be there in the church (laughs) manifesting, to run out and escape so that demon can stay in.
3: It likes its home. And so what would happen is... um, Well, the demons are so strong, the gals can't hold them down sometimes. And the men pray with men, and the women pray with women. And there are no exceptions to this rule, except if somebody, they need to ask me, and then it's... Till mostly, you know, there's no exception. Uh, it's proper well, for, for,
2: one, for a reason that uh, you know demons will use any tactics they can. Absolutely. And uh, you know, if, if a, a, a demon is in a uh, a woman and can seduce the man or vice versa, it will that try has to happened.
3: do it. That, that's not a story that has happened, uh, and so there was good reason why Pastor really taught things like this. Um, so, but sometimes the demons in the gals you know they they manifest as strong as the men, and the gals can't hold the person down you know, and the demon wants out i mean he you know at all costs you know if they could jump out the window, they would, but our you know our windows aren't like that, so I mean I saw
2: a uh, a man uh the day I was here, folks he was uh, we were talking just you up mean, here to you mean
3: Shan, this doesn't go on in your church <laughs> oh, oh
2: man uh oh, well, it only happens over normal That's for what us I was told. This not here normal. in America. We you know, we couldn't have a demon. Come on. <laughs> Folks, I'll tell you something. What I saw, um, I thought I was saw the action that was going to be seen when I went out to the Mass Deliverance Service. And I want you to define the term in just a minute what Mass Deliverance is. I'm not talking Catholic Mass. Um, but I went in, Pastor Michael, for your Sunday morning service, which uh, was the last uh, day of the conference. And uh, you all wheeled out on this big screen. Pastor Wynne Worley, and it was uh, a song sermon. And uh, what is a song sermon, incidentally?
3: Oh uh, for, for those who've never heard that term, for us it's like the frosting on the cake. You know, we're busy during the conference. You know, I mean, we, you know, we're really pushing it and doing everything we can to help out. Uh, and so, what Pastor Willie used to do on the Sundays of the of the conference is he he loved he loved the, the hymns and he loved the old songs that had me, that had teeth that had meaning to him, you know, about the cross and about the blood and Calvary. You know, he loved that stuff. And and so he would sing the message for an hour. Almost like David a,
2: singing the Psalms, right?
3: It was the coolest thing. You know, and people still manifest. They still manifest sometimes. Actually, Brother, I'll
2: tell you what I saw.
3: Yeah, they I manifest mean, all the time, a, actually.
2: A DVD, and folks, I heard this scream, and I looked over, and this lady jumped up. And started to scream, why did you bring me here? I told you not to come. Yeah. Why? And she was screaming you know, because the demon had been trapped. And uh, it was about ready to get ejected, in Jesus' name.
3: <laughs> it's very easy here to hear, you know, leave me alone, leave me alone. It's the exact same thing that they said 2,000 years ago when Jesus dealt with them. We, we're not pinching people. I mean, we're, we, we are so cautious um to make sure that you know people see what we're doing um you know and, and moms and dads you know if you want to know where swearing comes from just come visit us for a little while and and uh, you'll you'll know after a short time because those demons are the most foul mouth and, oh, yeah. and and actually the religious spirits the, the ones that you know you know that love Jesus and, and you know so they say or you know I mean they're the filthiest of of all of them they're just they're they're horrible to deal with because they're just you know you almost want to take a shower after you're done uh dealing with them but they when people get, when people get delivered listen it's it's it, it, it's like it's like somebody putting i don't know a a, a, a hunk of gold in your hand Amen. uh I, I, I mean you've actually Listen, this is real stuff. You know, Amen. riding a merry-go-round is real for a few for a few minutes. You know, going to a movie is real for a few minutes. You change somebody's life, or you get the demon out, and that and Jesus is going to change that person's life. Brother, I saw it with my and, and eyes, and you're and you're going and you're going to have a part of that, Amen. and. Amen. I mean, you know, whatever rewards we're going to get in heaven, we're going to get in heaven. But just to know that you did something that nothing else was going to be able to do to help this person out is a great reward in and of itself.
2: Brother, and, I saw a man that was deliberate of a foul spirit that went by the name of liar. Yeah. And um, after the service was over, we are all over there at fellowship, you know, having dinner. And he was like, "Wow, what happened to me?" You know, he was—he—he he did, didn't had no idea what yeah. had happened. You know?
3: Yeah, some know, and, and some don't. It all depends on you know <laughs> uh, how big the demons are. And uh,
2: what, yeah. what I told him is, uh, I said I was asked to go over and grab your leg. There was like six of us guys holding <laughs> you down, and I—I uh, I couldn't hear anything. The noise was so loud in there. I wanted to hear what what you were saying.
3: Oh so yeah, you can't hear to down your down the leg, no.
1: Yeah.
3: And
2: I—I I got behind his head, Pastor Michael, which was not the place to be. He flips his head upside down. <laughs> Yep. And his eyes started to track me. And I looked into his eyes, folks. They were they looked like a serpent's eyes and they were everywhere I would try to move out of his glare he would track me. His head would fall me. And then it spoke. It says, uh He doesn't believe. And he looked over at one of the other guys, it says, Ask him, he doesn't believe. And brother wow. I, I I said, God have mercy. What do you mean I don't believe? And I, I was sitting there for a moment. I was stunned. And I, I it was the it was the uh, moment of a uh, decision. I could have either got <laughs> up and hightailed it, and folks, it was a tactic he was using. He would have uh, stayed in that guy. Yeah. He could have gotten us to break. Uh, or I did what I, praise God, I did next. I regained my composure, put my hand on on his head, and I said, come out in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. And he just spit out. <laughs> Phlegm started to come out. And then I looked at the guy's eyes, and it was a metamorphosis. Yeah,
3: they were different, this, weren't they?
2: This thick glaze started to dissipate. It was like something you see uh, in the Incredible Hulk, you know, when they would change from the Hulk back to the man. You just saw this transformation. And literally came back to his right mind, and he's like, wow, what happened to me? And uh, we were you know, trading stories that night over dinner, and uh, they looked at me and said, yeah, what was that about? And I <laughs> said, yeah, I know that. what it was that about. And he says, well, you should have heard what he said to me. And I asked this <laughs> other guy, I said, well, what did the demon say to you? Talked to you, too? And he said, yeah. And said, the demon looked at, looked at me and said, uh, so, you've got one and you bigger than me. You want to know what its name is?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, my point is, is listen, this guy got set free by Jesus Christ that night. And uh, yep. the most beautiful part of it is the next morning, I actually bumped into them over at the Motel 6 coming out.
3: And we he want to rip your eyes out.
2: You know what he did, brother? He had, the, he had the look of love on his face and joy. He said, brother, can I get you a cup of coffee? I mean, I mean, it was it was the sweetest thing. So you know, praise God for deliverance. I wanted to tie up a a loose um, loose thing I left hanging out there. The reason I'd asked you to uh, tell us a little bit about um, you know some of the things y'all learned in the early days, like that you know we've got the authority to bind according to Jesus Christ, and what that allowed y'all to do was uh, Brother Worley was able to uh, bind up those foul spirits, so he could get up and go back to work, and everybody could get some rest, and then they picked it up the next night. And when they had more time, and they were all rested, and then they cast that foul spirit out and that's something you learned and so over <laughs> a course of uh many years, as y'all would actually um, learn in the the classroom, so to speak the the, the church and yep. the laboratory, uh you' all started to write these things down and, and put this knowledge down so someone coming behind you uh wouldn't have to start from scratch
3: yeah when when just you know because people would ask them all the time what you know he, he knew he had to put it in the books.
2: And, and so, uh, you know, you would learn something, you'd write it down. Someone would send something in and say, hey, Brother Worley, uh, we found out this works in our church. And he said, well, yep. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll try it out. And if it works, we'll put it in our next booklet, right?
3: Yes, sir. That's exactly so, what So
2: um, let me lead to the next question. Was okay. I know you all had about 12 books, which you still do, and uh, you also had a, a set of 50 booklets. What are these booklets?
3: The booklets are our topics. That have been taken out of the bigger books. Okay, um, give me an example. You know, they are a, a lot less are um, uh, a lot less uh, expensive than the big book. Uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, when they feel, when they find out they have a demon, they want it out yesterday. Um, and maybe they've got other demons that they don't know about, and so you know, maybe they have a temper that just you know they can't control. Uh, and so you know, they see one of these topical booklets um, that uh, that have been compiled after the big books were written. Um, and, and what they are are um, the ideas, you know, the truths uh, that are in the big books. Um, the Cliff Notes, into, if you will. <laughs> what's that? The Cliff Notes, if you will. Yeah, in, in a sense, that's exactly what it is. It, it, you know, there's no shortcuts in the ministry, but uh, it, it deals specifically with that topic. There's many different topics that that are uh, that are in these booklets, and of course, you know, the booklets are three dollars, and the big books I believe are twelve, or they might be less. I well, the three dollars but... for a booklet on subjects like uh, what about uh, the fragmented soul,
2: the fragmented soul, something everybody has. It's
3: the... that's right. A rest of development. And, and... Uh... You know we have it. We have the fragment of soul so much, you know, brothers and sisters. You know, I when earlier when I mentioned about you know that you blow up your soul uh, when you commit adultery, when you commit fornication, which can be adultery or not. Uh, the scripture says that that a part of your soul, uh, and it doesn't say how much or how little, but a part of your soul breaks off from you and attaches itself. To the girl. Really? And you say, Oh right, Pastor, you know, it's late and you know, I'm, i must be overtired. Where's my Bible again? Um, if you'll turn to Genesis thirty five, thirty-four. Got my sword uh, out here. And folks, you know, if
2: you're listening out there, you're tuning into a Omega Man Radio Network, we've got Pastor Michael Thierer of Hegowish Church. Uh, website is HBCDelivers.org. This is a live program and I hope that you have your sword when you come to these because your sword should never be out of hand's reach. I mean it's the word oh, of God.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, as as everybody's turning there or, or you know. You know, what's funny um Shannon is that you know, in the church today uh you know, the, the things of the world have such an effect on us and you know, we bounce back and forth and you know, sometimes we make bad decisions, and yeah, you know, I don't want to go to church today, it's too nice, or I don't want to go to church taste too bad. You know, we can come up with any one of a thousand excuses, you know, to not go to church. But did you ever think about what are you going to do in heaven? You're gonna, you're gonna want one day just say, you know, okay, Lord's not looking, I'm going to slip over to hell so I can enjoy myself for a little while. Well, wow. no, we're not, and you know, the church is such. A special entity. You know, we think of it many times as church. You know, got to go to church again. But to God, church is the frosting on the cake for his son. And and when the Jews turned down the grace, it it was opened up to the Gentiles. And, And brothers and sisters, for those of you that are listening, if you're a Gentile, you're sitting in such a blessing because the church wasn't designed for us the church was designed for the Jews, but we're enjoying that now because they turned it down and we are we are feasting like kings uh being paupers uh with something that that you know Jesus did for somebody else and, and you know because because we're told in the scripture when God said, you know I want you to you know, I want to have a feast, and and I want you to you know invite a bunch of people, and hardly anybody came. And so and so the the um, uh, the husbandman said, you know, you go out in the streets and you compel people to anybody, just come on because we're going to have a good time, and that's what God did for us, and we we so flippantly just look at church like oh my you know I, mean, I got to work tomorrow and, and and I mean we totally miss what this is about because. There are things, because we're still in the church age, it's ending pretty soon. I don't know when, but it's going to end pretty soon. There are things that God is not going to do in our houses, um, in our friends' houses. He's not going to do at the restaurants we go to or or wherever we recreate. He's going to do these things in the church. And when you don't go, guess what you miss out on? What he's trying to bless you with. Amen. And we wonder why we don't grow. You know, we we, we want. Oh, I, I give my money to the church. It's not about money. It's about obedience. Jesus gave His life. One of the, one of the reasons is for us. Do you know? Do you know that deliverance is the only miracle? You say miracle. Yep, that's what the New Testament calls it—a miracle. Deliverance is the only miracle that was not replicated out of the Old Testament. The New Testament church is such an awesome, so radically different from the Old Testament. A- and we're enjoying so much of, of, of the Lord and the power that, that, that we have and, and the authority and, and you know, the things that go along with the church. I'm not talking about you know, the steeple and, and the building. I'm talking about the people. And we just, we don't get it. We just think, oh, you know, it's church again. Well, thank God it's church again. You know, brothers and sisters, I need Jesus. I need Amen. Jesus as, as my crutch. And, and God is not my co-pilot. God's, God's either going to be my pilot or I'm crashing the plane. Amen. I don't know how to fly. I can't run my life. I, I, I'm, I'm too ignorant to run my life. So I have to stay close to the Lord. I I have to, you know, I have to do everything I can to let the Lord work in my life. And and, and I'm happy to say that because he he is my crutch. I need him. I hope you do, too. Um, That verse is, uh, um, you know, I just, uh, brother, you know, this is my first time here. And I, and (laughs) I, I had my Bible out earlier and. uh, it's not. It's not in here anymore. I, can't, I don't well, know Well, I, I will so say
2: that uh, is a children's bread.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm, but, there, I'm there in just one second, and and but Genesis 34. Something very unique happens here. Shechem, uh, who is the son of, of Hamar, um, he takes a liking to Dinah, which is the daughter of Jacob, and uh, he takes a liking to her so much. He he does something that you know. Unfortunately, a lot of Neanderthal men you know, feel they can do, and uh, he abused her. Uh, it was a very unique situation. And if you read the account closely, you're going to find out that after he did this, I'm just about there, um, in verse 1 of Genesis 34, it says, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, uh, which she bare to Jacob, uh, uh, went out to see the daughters of the land, And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Hivite, prince of the country saw her. He took her, and he laid with her, and he defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter Fragmented of Dinah. Fragmented soul. Okay, right. And, and he loved the damsel and okay. spake kindly of her. Well, this is what... He didn't really love her. This is, this is what he was feeling. Uh, and Shechem spake to his father, Hamar, saying, Get this gal for me. Why, why did he want her so bad? Because well, he was already with her.
2: And his soul claved to her. Because his, his soul,
3: soul his soul broke off of him and attached itself to her. Wow. He, this, and this is why I think it's over in Matthew 22. You know, Jesus says, what, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? But the second part of the verse is even more interesting. He goes on to say, and what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So brothers and sisters, what what are we what are we? Because you never trade you never trade even with the devil. You're always going to lose. That's right. And, and he gets parts of our soul, and then we don't think correctly. We we don't make decisions in wisdom. Um, you know, we lack things. Uh, we don't enjoy things that others are, are doing, and, and, you know, I, I know that, you know, whoever I'm speaking to, this, this would never happen to you, but, you know, we see somebody in the church that, that seems to be happy, and, you know, uh, all the time, and, you know, what's up with that? Because, you know, don't they know all the problems that are going on in the world, and, and why should they be happy? And so, you know, we kind of go out of our way to, um, you know, make sure people know that the guy's a buffoon because he's always happy. Well, he's always happy because he's complete in the Lord. Wow and he's a, he's enjoying his salvation, we struggle
2: we've got others you, that they 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 can't love
3: um uh, yeah they, they they have an- they have a spirit of inability to give and receive love um yeah, I mean it's just uh, you know listen these demons they are very wise and they know where to pinch us, they know where to pat us, they know where to scratch us to get us to react, and we and we you know, I, I just I know in heaven. You know, I don't know that Lord's going to show us. We we may automatically know, you know, when, when we get home. But uh, you know, I, I can just I can just see it that when the demons do that to us, they're just laughing. I mean, they're I bet they're just having the biggest time they can, knowing that if they do these one or two or three things to us, they're going to get us to react to cause a problem. That's how ignorant we are.
2: We well, Pastor these Michael. Yes. When someone gets saved, do they get uh, delivered immediately?
3: Sure it sure would be demons? nice if they did.
2: Um, I, you know, when
3: I got saved, I had some buddies of mine get saved, and you know, they got deliverance from something sovereignly, uh, and and I, you know, there was one in particular who got delivered from drugs, but I didn't. You know, the Lord, the Lord is sovereign, and and you know, He allows what He allows, but He allows it for a reason. But to think that demons come out um, just, you know, at salvation, you know. I mean, the the only excuse, I've been all over the world, and no matter what country I go to, when I get to this particular topic, everybody says the same thing. What, what is the argument that uh, of why a demon can't be in a believer? Right. Do, 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 do you know, brain. Shannon? Yeah, it is. It, it's either the $80 question or the, or the $0.02 cent question. You know? <laughs> because, you know, everywhere I go, it's, of course... That that the demon can't reside uh, in the same body as the Holy Spirit, uh, it, it, and that's 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 intriguing. But can you give me a, a verse on it, or can you give me a book even? I mean, I mean, you don't have to give me a, a verse. Maybe no, but that's what you know, they've always it the said. So it's got to be Testament. true <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't ever remember reading that. But besides that. Um, there's a difference between the spirit which which is the thing that gets saved, and yes. the soul, and that the demons reside in the flesh or the soul area that's right they can't touch they can't touch the spirit it's separate uh, and they know it and so they just you know they just buffalo us or, or do whatever you know do whatever they can and and you know brothers and sisters if you ever if you ever get into a demon fight you know, it's a real one you'll know. You know, because you'll be you'll be relying on the Lord a lot, because uh, you won't know what to do with that thing. Um, and when that person changes, or that demon comes out, the joy that you're going to experience, you know, is it's just beyond anything that, they, that can happen to us. Uh, and, and and Jesus said, you know, you got these shysters all over the church today, the carnival barkers, whatever you want to call. Them. These guys don't care about anything but money, and they don't care about their flock. And yes, I'm speaking to whoever's listening. You know, I you just you know, um, uh, there's there's an old there's an old saying that that the record reveals what your rhetoric conceals, and you're not you're nothing but greedy, grabbing uh, shysters, carnival. You're, you're you're Christian carnival barkers, and amen. You know, uh, here here here. Let me. Oh, in Jesus' name, let me tell you about this power. (laughs) You know, Jesus said that if I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Yes. Well, man, you know, I think I'd rather have the kingdom of God than somebody flopping around like a fish on the floor. Amen. Doing nothing. Doing nothing. Brothers and sisters, we can have the kingdom of God and, and and no, there's no rockets red glare. There's no bombs bursting in the air. You know, God's not emotional. God's real. Yes. We're emotional. We love. We, you know, we love to be attracted to all the emotional stuff that's out there. I, I mean, God, God is sick and tired of this stuff. And uh, you know, so we gravitate towards that. And God doesn't change. He 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 is who He says He is, and He He does what He does. And you know he, he doesn't put on the dog for anybody. You know He He He's not you know He's not gonna you know play a game with us. Um, you know if we do His truth, you know we win. Uh, you know we we you know we get blessed from the Lord. So, you know, at the end of very, the day, I I would have to sum surmise by saying, you know,
2: a Christian can have whatever he wants and you can choose to stay in captivity folks or you can be set free by the power of Jesus Christ and get deliverance over these foul spirits.
3: Amen. And brothers and sisters, you got a man that is is doing is talking to you about deliverance. Uh what five, six times a week?
2: Uh every chance uh, how often we can. Do you
3: talk about this. <laughs> okay. What's that? <laughs>
2: Every chance we can, sometimes Every six chance. hours a well, night.
3: However, I mean, however many times he does this, and this is a big deal, you know. And 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 everything I said at the beginning was so true. I mean, it, it was it was this man that that because I was ignoring him because I was busy. I wasn't purposely trying to hurt him or anything. But I, you know, I'm I'm very busy, at, you know, at what I'm doing, and and I just didn't have time. Uh, until I sat with him for 20 minutes and I thought, well, there's something now. there's something real about this guy. And, uh, you know, I, he, I've watched him, he's helped me, uh, he's teachable, and he's grabbed the bull by the horns. And I, I would like to encourage everybody, you know, to consider him. You know, we, we go out to dinner, We, you know, we'll buy a book, we'll do everything we want. But, you know, when it comes to the work of God, you know, sometimes we fall flat. You know, I don't need anything for myself, but I'm telling you, this guy here, Shannon, has been a Barnabas to me. And, and of course, you know, God, you know, God's never, you know, he's never surprised by the things that we do. And, and the Lord brought him into my life at a time, you know, that I really needed something. And I, I really didn't know. Uh, and so you know it 's been a tremendous blessing for me and you know the the word tells us that that um that those that those that are are laboring in the word and in doctrine are worthy uh, of double honor. you know the Lord goes out of his way to tell us that uh and I just wanted to remind people i 'm not you know it, it doesn 't even have to be money. You know, maybe it's prayer, or maybe maybe he needs something done, and you you're close enough that you know you can help him. Uh, man, this guy's busy, and he's helping me. I've never had so much help in my life. Brother, I'll so, take all the prayer I can get. Well, amen, <laughs> amen. So I, don't, I, I, am, I don't want to go on, but you know, I, uh, you know, we need we need to stick together because you know the old saying is, if we don't stick together, we'll hang separate.
2: Well, amen to that. Uh, we hang together, we hang apart. Uh, and, you know, there, there are folks, I wanted to kind of lay some foundations here with Pastor Michael tonight, talk a little bit about um, the mission of Hagawish. Um Pastor Michael, how can someone tuning in either live right now on this MP3, because they'll go around the world, uh, especially on the MP3 and iTunes, and they say, wow, uh, this is exciting. I would like to learn about deliverance. Um, I would like to get involved and um, come up to some of the conferences. How do they get in contact with you?
3: Yeah, well you can you can go out to um our website and uh it, it actually works. Uh it's uh HBC delivers like pizzas. Uh HBC, I Wish Baptist Church. H B C delivers uh uh a Gmail. Um I'm sorry. Our, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's our. That's our. Our. I'm sorry. You know, I'm an analog person living in a digital <laughs> world. Uh, it, it. It is, of course, you know, the three Ws, and and it's hbcdelivers.org.org, and uh, you know, we put our workshop information up there. It'll let you know, you know, things that are, have been going on in the church, and and. Uh, um you know, it's a real steady ministry. You know, it doesn't change because demons don't. Uh, and so, you know, there are just some things that you can grow to trust. Uh, and you know, I know money's tight today. And, you know, people can't always do things. Uh, and you should find out about the ministry. Uh, get material on. Uh, we've got some messages, and uh, I'm working on some written stuff for uh, um, uh, self-deliverance. I think I, self, I think self-deliverance is going to be paramount uh, as we start to go into the end times. Uh, you know, we at least still have a church, to, you know, the, the, where we can meet and pray for people. But, you know, when that day ends, you know, uh, God's going to be over there in Israel dealing with that situation, and we're going to be here going, hmm, well, I wonder what's going on. Uh, I know I'm kind of simplicated that, but um, listen, just get ho you know, find out about the church, read read some of the material, and see if you're in agreement with it.
2: Um now, how can you people know, get a hold of some of these books and booklets we were talking about? Yeah. Not
3: only that, and but let me, you've got and and CDs. Say this, and let me say this DVDs. one thing. Yeah, let me say this one thing. Truth, truth has a way of cutting through anything. You know, uh, it tells us over, and I think it's Proverbs or, or Ecclesiastes. Or it's Ecclesiastes. The truth is as strong as death. It's not stronger than death because death is the ultimate. But truth is as strong as death, and when you hear truth or read truth. The Holy Spirit. If you know the Lord, He'll quicken that truth to you, and you'll know you're, you'll know you're on the right side. Because you won't go wrong with any pastoral stuff. You can't go wrong with it. There's nothing. There's, not, there's no. You know. There's no doctrinal errors in it. Um, you know. He's, we don't have an ulterior motive. So, uh, but you can go. The material isn't isn't sold by the church. Um, it's sold by uh, WRW Publications. And uh, we have just revamped the site uh, and uh, pulled it out of the ground uh, where it was it, where it was doing everything it could to rest in peace. And uh, uh, somebody breathed some life into it, uh, and it's it's a going Jesse now. And that's at uh, at uh, H- I'm sorry, that's at wrwpublications.com, uh, and you'll find all different kinds of stuff up there. And it's, it changes now just about every day.
2: Um, so you've got some books that you talked about the fifty booklets you've got uh, audio uh, DVD preaching um, of brother Win Worley
3: yourself we, and, and uh, the conferences got that you we've do got, we've got topical books that have come out of the big books on getting started in deliverance okay how demons operate you know oh cool uh, you know things to watch out for I mean all stuff that 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 can be put into your hand and, and then go and do it all likewise and you know we're going to find out either when we get home to heaven uh or maybe even you know as time marches on um that if we all stick together in truth and do do the right thing um you know we're going to we're going we're gonna to meet up somewhere we're going to you know the lord's got a lot of people out there that that have come through the ministry over the years uh and i think i think god's not done uh, with some things, I, I don't really know about you know uh, what everybody's saying about eschatology, uh, but I'm smart enough to know that uh, I think it's a lot later than what we think it is. Um, but God could hold things back, and uh, but when you're out there doing deliverance, and when Shannon's out there doing deliverance, and and John's now up in Canada, we just ordained John. He he's Praise now a, a a bona fide pastor. and There's not a man that I can think of that that is more John worthy, Yep. Right. More worthy than than to have that title. Uh, and I've never ordained anybody before. I I'm, I, res- I respect and love pastors so much that I've not really met anybody that you know that I felt should be one. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm anything. I just I just you know I saw what I saw what my mentor went through, and and you know to be a to be a real pastor is a big deal. Uh, it and is. And so John met, you know, all of, he was actually overqualified, if you know, if you could be. And then there's John Gogan out on the East Coast in Aurora, New York, and there's James yes. Moline in Chicago. And says I'm telling you, we may just be little fires, but the Devil's having a hard time putting us out. Brother,
2: that's the truth. Y'all stood the test of time. You're still going strong. And uh, if someone is in the area of Highland, Indiana, would like to come up to Hegelish, uh what's the schedule of your services? Do y'all meet every week?
3: Uh, Yeah, we meet actually twice a week, Thursday nights at 7, and then Sunday mornings at 10.30. We pray, we have an invitation, just like a lot of churches do, and we pray openly and actively for people after the service. Uh, we don't do it, in, you know, behind closed doors. Well, you know, we do it in the church. We at least, you know, Jesus did it outside. We at least, you know, brought it back into the church. Um, but, you know, there's nothing special. Everybody gets treated the same. I know your demons are are, are just really hurting you, but so are everybody else's. Um, so we, you know, we're very fair. Uh, and, you know, we'll counsel with you to the extent of, you know, if you need to know something. But we'd rather pray for you because there's a lot of counseling out there. You need to get those things cast out in Jesus' name, and we'll Amen. do the best we can, and we'll love you. You know, listen, this is a coming to you are party. You be who you are. I'd love to meet you at who you are, not with who you want me to think you are, because then I have to get around all that stuff, you know, and I'd rather just love you for who you are, because Jesus loved you, and if he loved you, I guess, you know, you're qualified for me to love you. Amen. If now um
2: it? Pastor Michael, you also have what's called a, a deliverance conference. Uh, tell the people a little bit about that. We've got ten minutes remaining. Okay. Uh, when is your next conference going to be?
3: It's going to be the uh, last weekend uh, in January. It's a men's only conference, and ladies, let me let me say something. I, along with pastors, uh, I deeply uh, respect women. Um, the Lord just sovereignly. Showed me some things that I probably couldn't even get out correctly, you know, in my mouth. Um, you have such an important place in the church, and Christianity is the only religion uh, that exalts and protects women, and you know doesn't put them down. Now I know that you know because of the problems in, in churches today, uh, it doesn't always work out that way, but uh, it does here, uh, or at least to the best of our ability, and. Uh, um, you're even welcome to come to our men's conference, but you can't be in the services. It's a time for the men to get together. Uh, you ladies don't have any problem being intimate with each other, a- and we men are not like that. Um, you know, oh, so not... people
2: don't misunderstand. You don't only have men's conferences. You have um, different
3: conferences. Yeah, I'm conferences. sorry. because you know, have... we have ten minutes, and and I uh, uh, I'm a. I'm you a just soccer. had a conference
2: that was for the whole family, right?
3: Yes, we have three. We have we have in July. I'm sorry, in April. In July and in October, we have family conferences.
2: Family uh, conference, okay.
3: Three times a year, come one, come all, and we teach on deliverance, and we do deliverance, and we encourage, and you encourage us, and it works out real well. And we uh, we've been doing this for many, many, many years, uh, and you know it, it goes very well here at the church. In fact, I went to one of those. I was in number conferences ninety-two Conferences are what and... we are, you know, because it's you. The conference are what we're we all about. If we weren't for the sure. conferences, we would we shut our door. I um, mean, uh,
2: you can bring you know, in the children to these. They're safe. And then uh, yeah. what you're saying is in January you're going to have a special conference just for men only. It's yes. a men's conference. And uh, what's the date it's and going to be on that?
3: It's, it's going to be, the, I believe, the 27th. Do I, don't, I don't have a January? I do. Um, it's going to be the 27th uh, Thursday night or whenever you get in, the 27th uh, um 28th, 29th, uh, and then it ends on the 30th, which is a Sunday. We cater. um, We don't do this for our uh, our other three workshops, uh, but uh, for the guys, we cater in both meals uh, for the Thursday night. uh, I'm sorry, for the Friday night and the Saturday night, because we need to stay together. The more we stay together, the more we open up to each other, Uh, and you know we need to be intimate with each other sometimes. Um, you know, we don't need to compromise who we are as men, uh, but sometimes our, our macho garbage uh, gets in the way, uh, and, and we don't think, you know, we should say something. Or, But you might hear somebody else start talking about things intimately and say, oh, maybe I should do that. Uh, and it's a real winner for us.
2: Uh, so, I mean, you so, have conferences and workshops basically all year long, and then you all will rotate, and you'll have it at Hegelish and you also have it at your... Uh, well, remember, locations like uh, Gopi Bible. John,
3: Pastor John has them, I believe, three times a year. Okay. Uh, James James is close enough that uh, uh, you know he told he told the Lord he says, "Oh Lord, he says, I'm bringing my people out here in Lawson. <laughs> and I want you, I want you to stay in Chicago." <laughs> so, uh, he's a good friend of the ministry. Um, now, do you, know, you do one in Montana also? Well, I do. I do one in Montana every year. Uh, okay. And that, that's all that's going to be uh, up uh, up on the website. You know, I do meetings in different places, but brothers and sisters, you know, I know that's come out a few times already, uh, and and my my good friend Barnabas over there uh, on the other end of the microphone uh, knows how busy I am, and, and he just loves to make me more busy. Brother, uh, you're busier, so
2: as they say, than a one-armed paper hanger.
3: Yeah. I, I'm a pastor, uh, and I have a responsibility to the church. Uh, and to those things that the Lord has put into my hands, uh, I used to travel you know before I became the pastor you know i I was all over the place uh and i'm and i but I am picking up more traveling as you know as the lord's opening that door uh, I just feel that you know I need to be where i 'm supposed to be um, but I've got you know people from Fiji and um madagascar india um whole bunch of places and even here in the states I, I go to i go to cuba sometimes a couple times a year at least once a year um teaching deliverance um it's just you know the message is getting out and no matter what because you know there, we're, we're not going to be big in the end times but we're going to be powerful
2: amen to that brother you know it took uh only 300 people to defeat over hundred thousand, know, uh gideon's yeah. army yeah you know um
3: and who got all the glory you know, for that god did
2: amen and, you know, what What I wanted to do is just tell people that, uh, for those that uh, are not aware of wish that uh, there is a place that you can go if you're in the Highland, Indiana area. You can go over there. You can get deliverance. Uh, if you don't live there, uh, you can get uh, information up on org. A lot of free information. Uh, you can also, you have a YouTube channel, as I understand it. Yeah. And, um yeah. I wanted to tell you, though, WRWpublication.com has these books and booklets we were talking about, videos. Listen, uh, it changed my life, brother. I I saw a Win Worley video about a year ago, uh, audio, and uh, then I saw the video and I said, wow, this reminds me of the old-timey preaching growing up and there's some truth here that I haven't yeah. heard. What is this yeah. about deliverance, you know?
3: If it, if it weren't for the truth, I wouldn't even be sit here today.
2: So I praise God for... Uh, for your brother and for Wynne Warley and Hagawish and uh, for the others. You know, folks, as I said at the beginning, I believe there's 300-plus million Americans, and I have found maybe 10 deliverance ministries scattered across the, the country. I wish we could say that there is more, but uh, it is what it is. So, you know, that's why we're, we're bringing these programs so you can get out there, get this information, get into deliverance, pick up the sword, then come join the, the Army and uh, go out and help pluck your your brothers and sisters out of the ditch. You know, get Amen. people set free in Jesus' name.
3: <laughs> and you're doing something that's real. Amen. You know, no psychology. You can't trick these demons out. They're, they're too smart. But you can cast them out in Jesus' name. It's, it's, Amen. It's great. Shannon, and thanks so much, brother. Anytime, brother. Anytime that, you know, i um, <laughs> Folks, I'm we're going to have Pastor Michael on. Uh, I'm sorry
2: I hogged his time tonight. Uh, the next program we do, though, I'm going to have him uh, do a mass deliverance and uh, it's going to be an exciting program we do. Uh
3: brother in the 3 minutes remaining, would you uh close in prayer for us? I I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. Father, thank you so much. Your word tells us that we can now come before the throne of grace with boldness. Lord, that's just that's that's awesome because we could never come before you with any kind of boldness. It was always in fear and trembling. And Lord, you've opened up the gates of heaven to us when we pray in Jesus' name, and Father, just as Shannon said, we all know we understand that that it doesn't take many. Uh, so, however many we need, Lord, is is good enough for us. Uh, you know, over the years we've not tried to build uh, anything except people's lives, and we want to continue to do that, Father. And I ask that you would bless Shannon with everything that he needs to uh, to make the program real and helpful for people, and that he can stay on the air, Lord, Uh, and that for anybody listening, Father, Lord, you know that uh, once people hear uh, about the truth of deliverance, uh, the devil sometimes comes to distract, and we pray right now, Father, in Jesus' name, that he won't do that, that he can't do that. We rebuke him right now, wherever he is in Jesus name, and all the other all the other demons that are out there trying to uh, muddy up the waters. We also rebuke you and command you to get behind us because we want to do the things of the Lord and you want to do you want, you just want to hurt us uh, we We break the curses coming against us, uh, any kind of psychic prayers, anything that anybody would say or do uh, and Lord, help us to uh, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that resides uh, in all of us father bind our feet to the path of righteousness Lord, and give us the wisdom knowledge and understanding direction discernment and discretion that we need to see what's going on lord open up our eyes so that we can see and lord david prayed i believe five times make me to see lord make us to see your truth here we ask this in jesus name
2: amen Amen. uh pastor michael it was a pleasure honor to have you on i look forward to our next program uh we have a lot awesome to learn here. Looking Maybe, forward yeah. to it, brother.
3: Amen. Yeah, I, I love you, Shannon. Thanks Thanks for everything. Everybody, I love you. Uh, I hope to see you before heaven.
2: HBcdelivers.org, folks, and WRWpublications.com. God bless you, Pastor Michael. You too. Love you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Love you. That was Pastor Michael Thier, and um, we're going to have him back the Lord willing Friday night, 11 p.m., to do a mass deliverance. And we'll bring him back and just break these things into some small topics. Fragmented soul, you know, uh, curse of the bastard, go down the whole list. And a lot to learn here. Um, Praise God for him. I praise God for Dr. Pat Holliday, for John Gogan, for John Franklin, uh, for all the men and women of God out there that are preaching the truth, uh, that is setting the captives free in Jesus' name. And uh, until I have my next program, which is actually tomorrow night, Uh, 8 p.m., John Gogan, Uh, looking forward to it. God bless you. Have a great night, and uh, check us out on the archive section, folks.